This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor. Celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me. Back where it comes from. Woo-hoo! Such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skins are going Cleveland rocks. Cleveland rocks. Jumping Jean Jean. Moving James Dean. Going Cleveland rocks. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cago River, live from the War Room in Cleveland, Ohio, USA, this is the Emperor's Court, here on Verse World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio, as always, by my co-host, Highlander. Always a pleasure. Sir, it has been too long since we did this. Well, too what, two long. Weeks, two weeks now, I think. Has we, it been two weeks? Uh, Are you we, sure? No, no, no. We, we were, oh, that's right. We did Sunday. Okay. Never mind. It just feels like two weeks. Right. I, so much shit has gone on in the past week. Really? There's been a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, we got a ton of stuff to get to. I assume we have all of our segments. We have, we do, don't we? No forbidden knowledge. Again, with no you know, forbidden the, knowledge. The problem with forbidden knowledge, it's not that it's a bad segment. I no, love it's doing all a segment. great segment. It's it's very difficult to write. I mean, it's it's not like the quickening where you can just make shit up and it's funny. It has to still be funny, like well, yeah, quickening. People are feeding you the questions, but it so. has to be grounded in reality. It has to be something that's. Funny in and of itself that by learning it, there's there's laughter to be had. I'm still waiting and for the first so email many... we get of somebody who tried something stupid that you gave the forbidden knowledge. Right. Of. There's only so many topics that you can really do that with. I right. Mean, you, you know, how to drive a bus. Who gives a shit about that? You know, it has to be has to be something funny, and I have to be able to factually find you know how to do the thing that you know the the forbidden knowledge is supposed to be about. Right. Highlander, you could have done how to start a fat fatwa. I, I, th- I think one of the very first ones was how to uh, stage a coup. Yes. So I've kind of done. Which we've done. Yeah. Uh, there was some controversy over last week's show. Was there really? Yes, but not for the reasons you... Because you oh. didn't check the forums. No, I so really So you don't know. We'll, we'll get into that. Oh, okay. Fact, you should probably delve into that right at the Please, start. Please. I, I love controversy. Okay. But it is of my making, or more specifically, Mystic Mint. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, you know where this that. is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hell with that. I thought the someone bitch. was mad at something I said. Well, no, there. Well, that's kind of the problem. So oh, we'll okay. get to that. Um, anyways, there's a ton of stuff to get to tonight. Uh, the Facebook face-off. We got like 13 people in the wings. Again? Yes. Of course, yes. Of course a lot of those people stuck around. Right. Well, so, we've yeah. had a couple added since then. Jeez. Yeah. 
Should, should, should we have like a limit, or do you think we should? No, be- fuck no. Can okay. you come? And, look, if you're willing to put yourself out there, if you're willing to put your Facebook, you know, profile up there to get you know laughed at, made fun of, ripped apart, and in front of tens of thousands of people on the internet, if you're willing to put your phone number up there, like our friend in New Zealand did last week, then by God, you deserve to have whatever's handed to you. You know, I, I think you should get an automatic pass. Oh, I agree. I agree. We'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, we'll okay. Because that's in the mailbag, folks. The mailbag very important this week, only because I like tons of mail. It looks like we got quite a bit. Make sure you get your mail in tonight. We're gonna do it in the second part of the hour. Uh, so, well, the first part of the second hour. How about that? Emperor One G at Cox dot net. Uh, we're gonna go till nine thirty. If you can go till nine thirty, I can go till whenever. Okay. Since unfortunately I had to start half an hour late, it was a bitch getting out of Cleveland today, coming home from work. You know what? I think we were talking off the air. I think in case something like this happens again, because I, I actually was here right. at like five thirty. Yes. I could have set everything up and at least told people, "Hey, hang on, we're gonna start the show." A little I'm late gonna have to late. do it. Like I'll, I will show you like step by step as to what to do. Yeah. So I mean, at it least seem you can like throw it's music that, on. It's not that difficult. It no. looks like, but it's no. just I don't know which plug goes where. Right. Much. Well, and once you've done it a couple times, it, it's not hard. It's just a pain in the ass. And luckily, I got most of it set up, so it's it stays set up. Uh, just check on the website to make sure. Here, right there. So we start at 15 minutes later than normal. Well, we started at 6:30, so it was 15 minutes beyond. Well, at least that. people knew. If, right. Well, as long as they went to the website. They knew. And figured so. Yeah, always check the, the Twitter, the Facebook, and the website, folks, uh, especially because of our fluid schedule. Not mine, but when Varyar and, and yeah, Harder are yeah. able to do it. Uh, so I had an exciting week. I had a lot going on. Really? Yeah. But, um, you know, it was just a pain getting home from work today because, you know, not all of us can live in Lakewood and take 10 minutes to get home. You know who I'm talking about. You don't, but My cousin? they do. Because he lives in Lakewood. Oh, Paul does? Yes, he does. No kidding. Yeah. We should get him on the show sometime. Does he play any games? Uh, he used to back he, in the day. He plays some games. Um, I don't know. He he's kind of a different. It would be kind of a different kind of thing. It'd be be different because he's he's more my side of the political spectrum. We gotta get a fourth mic. So that's me the thing. and Varyar, be... you and and your cousin, yeah. just go, <laughs> and then watch everything burn. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, the, so what you do this past week? The big one he plays is called Land Grab. It's basically like a free version of Risk. He plays oh, that all the really? time. Really? That's a game I'd play. Plays it the all the risk time. Risk fan that I am. You've never brought it up. Oh, okay. Well, I will. Uh, it's, it's land grab. I'm sure you can We've find been talking about the him. risk controversy for fucking a month and a half, and you've never mentioned it. Never mentioned that he plays they, that a risk game. type game, yes. It is, it is risk. It's, it's, uh, okay. It's like generic risk. <laughs> well, it really it's is. It's pretty generic. It's so. risk that you can play for free. Okay. And you can set up different. You can have like Pangea, you can have all these different kinds of setups of continents and everything. Huh. Or just one continent. You know, All right. Okay, so, right, so what has been going on with yes, me? Yes, you do yours first before I get All right. mine. The bidding process for Worldcon has officially begun. Okay. The season, the bidding season. Uh, we manned our first table at Deep South Con in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Deep South Con is a con that travels Deep, around. Deep South Con. Deep South Con, which is only Where in the South. racism <laughs> well, and moonshine. Next, next year it's in Huntsville, Alabama. So that, that Okay. Nice. But it was in Dallas this year. Uh, it was being hosted by... a a con called FenCon. So we had some people there. We manned the table. We passed out some literature. It was all good stuff. Uh, our next convention we're going to be at, I believe, is Necronomicon, which is in Tampa, Florida. And then after that, we're going to, I believe, Capclave, which is in Baltimore. So we're going all Sounds over like the Sounds like an STD. Capclave? Yes. I'm not, it, it used to be called... Don't catch the Capclave. It used to be called Disclave, I think. But okay. something happened... No, no, it used All to be, right. no, no, I'm sorry. It used to be called Conclave, but then it collapsed. That makes more and then, sense. And then the people who, that got collapsed, they brought it back up, and now it's called 
Capclave. I don't know why it's called Capclave. Whatever. You're there for advertisement. Whatever. Yeah, we're there to, yeah, to advertise So are things ourselves. looking good for your convention bid in Orlando? Um, go- it's I mean, looking okay. Uh, are we ready to start, you know, trafficking people to the website now to start, you know... Pumping uh, up numbers or what? Um, you can definitely go to the website right okay. now. Okay, you need a um, form on the website. The yeah, that's that's what we're trying to get up there. The, the, for some reason, the the science fiction conventions they don't use forums. Stupid. Well, too bad. Very yeah. stupid. Look, you're already breaking. They're the all. You've on already l- called your shot, and you're telling the people who run the current Worldcon. Guess what? I'm going to wreck this thing down to the rubble and then build it from a new. Well, so they might in, as well start in, with the website. In so many words, right? I mean, you can't come you out like hope that. Hell, they never actually like, care of a hold of this show. Are you? Oh, are fucked? you kidding? Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. no one listens. No one from that listens to the show. Guarantee. You hope. Yeah. Guarantee. But Go after ahead. the bit. But anyway, um, Worldcon needs more racism. Why not Highlander? <laughs> have, 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 have I shown you the website? Yes, you, we, oh, okay. we actually watched a couple of weeks uh, weeks ago. Oh, okay, so, yeah, good, yeah. good. Yeah, because we got the whole, we have the whole theme going with right. all that. Uh, what, what was I talking about? What was it you wanted to? Worldcon, are you ready to start trafficking people there? We oh, oh. Vectoring people you're, to your You're welcome to... to go to the website, orlandoin2015.org. Right. But we don't have the PayPal up yet for... Donations. For donations, okay. for, for pre-support. Well, it's a little early for that. We're still... in the middle of uh, getting the bank account up and going. Because it's, it's a little more complicated than just opening up a personal bank account. Right. Because it's a business account, so you're going to need a lot more information. So we're in the middle of doing that. Uh, we don't want to set up the PayPal until we have the bank account ready to attach to it. Because I know that I've, I've known people that have set up the PayPal before there's a bank attached to it, and PayPal sometimes likes to just come in and take money. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So until we have that ready, which should be, by this time next week, we should be ready. What about manpower? Do you need help? Do you need Always, help? yes. If you are interested, if you're going to any, go to our website and look up, uh, it's under the bid and then convention appearances. Um, if you're planning Thank on you, going, Ryan, if you're going to any one of those conventions, and we're adding other conventions, if you're going to any science fiction conventions at all, okay, bottom line is, yes, if you're, please if you're going us. to anything that you could even remotely make the yes. the line to all, what, science fiction, science fiction, science, then, yeah, science fiction. We're not going to start going to other conventions until we win the bid because it'd be pointless because those be, people aren't going to vote. You could send them flyers. Oh, you are you kidding? Business Absolutely. cards. Yeah. yeah. What what yeah. we would do is you can contact me highlander one g gmail dot com. Tell me where you're going, and then what we'll do is we'll set everything up for you. We'll set up the table. We'll have a table ready for you. We'll send you all the material. All you'd have to do is just sit there. You don't even have to sit there for the entire convention if you don't want to. Just sit there for a couple hours, pass out some flyers, talk about it. Um, and then if you're going to do it, I'll send you like a, a, like a fact sheet, FAQ, so that some people ask you, you know, what's this about, what's that? You'll have answers. It'll be really easy to do. Even Take if you it's couple just hours. setting up a table, putting up a, you know, like a picture, and then leaving the flyers on the table is better That's, than nothing. It's better than nothing. Because people are going to walk by and say, Orlando, what the hell is this? Exactly. And they're going to pick it up, and boom, there you go. Exactly. Right, so, so if you're interested in doing that, please contact me. So we what, definitely will help. What else other than the convention has been going on with you? What else other than the convention has yes. been going on? You know, really not much else than that. That's really? pretty much taking up a lot of my time. Yeah. We're having meetings every day. Actually, we just had a Skype meeting today, 3 o'clock, talking about uh, you know, what we can do, what the opposition is doing. The opposition is spending a ton of money. Really? They are gouging out money. They're, well, I mean, you're trying to get sending, uh, you're trying to get the premier science fiction convention in the world to go to Spokane, Washington. Exactly. So unless the only thing you're going to bring in is a guest host like Bigfoot or something, <laughs> you have to spend gobs of money because you, you have. I mean, and the location see, itself is not going to advertise no, for you. And that in lies the problem. See, what we want to do for Worldcon is to make it less expensive. I told you how much it cost. Yes. Like if you went at the door last year to, to yes. uh, renovation, which was the 69th annual Worldcon, 
would have cost you $220 at the door. Right. That is outrageous. That is way too much money. It turns people away, especially people that might be interested, like, oh, first time I've ever been. $220, fuck that noise. So what we want to do is we want to lower the cost. And in order to lower the cost, we have to slash the budget. So in order to slash the budget, we can't go around sending 12 people to every convention, throwing you know $10,000 and all this kind of stuff out the window. So we have to kind of keep it on the low. So what we'll do is we'll keep it you know, simple. We'll you know, go out there to different conventions. Keep it simple. Explain that, look, you, know, you may see them over there spending gobs of money and having like 10 people at their table and passing out all this crazy stuff that you don't really need. But who's going to pay for that in the long run? It's not going to be them. It's going to be you because they're going to tack that cost you onto the world. You sound economy. like you're on a campaign. It is a campaign. I mean, you're, you're stumping for an election here, which I guess you really are. Yeah, we, yeah, we really are. It really is an yeah. election. So who's going to pay for that when it comes back around? <laughs> them? They are no. Gonna, no, you're you. going to pay for that because they're going to have to jack the prices up in order to justify that cost. Now hit the streets. That's no. right. Okay. Well, my week was interesting. Um, Thursday, I went to the ball game with Legal Tender. Uh, we went right from work because a buddy of mine gave us tickets. Like, the night before, I said, here you go. I mean, and they were good seats. So it was a great night for baseball. Went uh-huh. down there watching the Inshallah, uh, was it the White Sox? Oh, uh, okay. 11-2. Got to see uh, Jim Tomey and uh, Omar Vizquel. They, oh, Omar was there? Yeah. Well, he plays for the White Sox. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's still So he's they still exchanged playing. the scorecards. It's cool to actually see them on the field, although they didn't play. So Tomey didn't play? No. Oh, is he injured or something? Or no, it was just his night off. I mean, the guy's oh, got a bad okay. back. He doesn't play every game. Gotcha. So then, uh, let's see, Friday, we did nothing spectacular, which was great. And then Saturday night, and this is kind of like the capper of the whole week. That's what we were looking forward to. Uh, Mystic Mim and I went out with a friend of mine from work and her husband. So they were very uh, nice enough to get us very nice seats, three rows from the opposing team's dugout. Nice. At nice. Field. Yeah, we had dinner at the Terrace Club. I gotta say, Again. yes. Nice. I gotta say, I, I I like the idea of the Terrace Club. Right. The problem is, I question. For one, the menu was like all of five things. Really? Yes. Were they nice things at least? Uh, like a burger. Oh, and like a burger. There was yeah. a chicken sandwich. Oh. And I mean, they had a buffet, but they didn't have anything anybody wanted. See, I, I thought it would be more like a filet mignon or like a really nice no. fish. And, and you know what? And when I've been there in years, in years past, that's what the buffet had. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if things have changed or not, but it really seemed like the food. And uh, uh, my friend's husband made the joke, well, I think this is stuff we could probably get at the vendor downstairs. And I think he's right. Wow. You know, it, I think it was a, a very astute thing to say. So, I, it, and I it, believe it's, it's, so it, it, it sounds like that with the lowered attendance that they're trying to cut back on things. Could be. It very, although the Terrace Club was packed while we were there. And those 30,000 people in the stands, it was a great night. I uh-huh. mean, we, when we got to our seats, we were already down like 5 nothing. We were down 6 nothing by the third inning. Wow, and we came back. We came back 7-6. It was an awesome game. Although, my buddy here was on friggin' Facebook at a game. Look, I know you're a chick, but come on. It's baseball. Put down the black bear. I mean, she's got an iPad. Put down the iPhone or whatever the hell it is. <clears throat> Don't do the Facebook till you get home. Resist See, the urge. That, that's the only problem I have with baseball. I, I, like, I like all the sports, but yes. baseball is my least favorite sport because at times it can be very boring. It's, There's all kinds of stuff going on. You can people watch. Really? You I mean, can you converse can... with the people you're there with. You can do all kinds of stuff. But see, I'd rather be watching the game. It's, it, the game should okay, be action-packed right, enough right, right. that you're, you're watching the game. You're not well, I'm sorry sitting you had back to and it's the, fourth, it's the fourth inning. You're like, so what's up with that? Well, I don't know, this, that, and the other and thing. And we made a huge comeback with 7-6. There was fireworks. 
lots of hits. We have fireworks at the end, although they put it to Star Wars. So it was like, uh, and that was the whole the theme of the night was Star Wars. So they had all the different. It was like Darth Vader up there, you know, oh, in the stands, okay. and they had you know stormtroopers, you know, well, whatever gets some people kids in around. the seats, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it was a, it was a, a firework night, and I uh-huh. guess. They ran out of good music, so they just decided what, to go with Star Wars. What's our record? Are we above 500? Uh, yes, I believe we are 80 and 79. Okay, so, so we might actually get we to might actually Well, we might actually finish the season on a winning record. It depends on how we do this week. Gotcha. So uh, that was fun. Um, they are, have been introduced to the show. Although i got to tell you, I resisted it. I they resisted who, They who res- got uh, My friend and her husband. Oh, okay. I, I fought it tooth and nail. She would not let up. About what? She wanted to know. She heard about the. You know, I, I had made mention in discussions of doing one of my hobbies was doing radio, and stupid me said a little too much, and then it began the pestering. Hey, what's the website? Hey, I want to listen to the show. I'm like, the show ain't for you. Well, why? Why would you not want her to listen to the show? Well, for one, it's somebody I work with. Oh, okay. so you got to realize the stuff that goes on here. Of course, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you here is right. different from work. Yes, and I, I try to explain. Like, and I try to make. How do I explain the concept of the show to somebody who, one, probably doesn't play games, and two, has to understand the personality on the radio is a little somewhat different than the personality in real life. Sure, yeah. Like, we've had this discussion. How you act at work and how you act elsewhere is significantly different than you do on the air. There there are things that I say on the quickening that I would not say to my grandmother. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So I'm trying to explain, uh, you know... It's, this show really isn't for you. I, I would say And she's got a phenomenal sense of humor. Uh-huh. So I knew she I mean, I, I didn't think she'd have a whole lot of problem with most of what we said. And I just like, yeah, I don't know. And it's, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, it's kind of nerdy. We're doing you know, an online radio show. It is, yeah. Now, we're doing online radio. Once I started you know, showing her some of the numbers or telling her the numbers, like, uh-huh. oh, this is more than just a hobby, when you're actually beating out AM radio stations in Cleveland, actual terrestrial radio. Are you serious? We are? Yeah, there's a couple. Oh, really? we're bigger than most college stations. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, oh, no, okay, they're still on FM. Hardly anyone listens to college. Well, hardly anybody listens to a lot of AM stations in Cleveland. Now, we're not top 20. Other than like 1,100, to... and then right. maybe some of the really crazy uh, right-wing people on 1420, and that's yeah. about it. So, horrible sports, lots of right-wing stuff, which is good for me. 1,100, and then whatever, you know, 930, which is the pitch child of 1,100. Right. Way out in the rain. So, so eventually, I'm like, eh. Yeah, all right, here you go. So I, I guess her husband actually listened to the whole thing and liked it. She only listened to about half of it. Okay. So I'm like, all right, did you listen to so the last? Half liked it? I'm like, did you li- listen to the end? No. <laughs> no? No. Like, oh, well, that's they, the best part. That's the best I'm part. I'm glad you didn't. Yes. We can continue to be normal at work. <laughs> is, she, is, is, is she listening tonight? I have no idea. I you doubt have no it. idea? I doubt okay. it. Okay. It doesn't matter. At any rate, um, so we did that for Saturday. That was kind of cool. Sunday, Browns won. Yes. Phenomenal. Very happy. I was very happy because I started Muhammad Massaqua on my fantasy team. Did you? Because the Dolphins' pass defense sucks. Apparently, except for (laughs) yesterday when apparently (laughs) they decided to show up. But luckily, and I was like, (laughs) Massaqua gave me zero points. I was like, you bastard. I started you for nothing. And then the very end of the game, he catches a touchdown pass and gives me points. I was so happy. But what made me even more happier. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I think we've talked about this about fantasy sports, how it kind of ruins you a little bit. I, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense as my starting defense. Do you? The, their defense is outstanding. As and, usual. Yeah. And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense gave me the game. I was losing by a couple. I was watching the Sunday night game. And right at the very end of the game, uh, Paul Amalu strips the ball out of uh, the Colts' third-string quarterback and runs it in for a touchdown. 
And I get the points nice. because the defense scored the touchdown. So I won by two. I'm not a big fantasy football thing, but you guys really get into it. Fantasy baseball is more my speed. Oh, we have. By the yeah. way, I have officially kicked your ass up between your. Uh, oh your yeah, ears yeah. I, I haven't even bought. I'm sure. Yeah, you're. Yeah, first I took the DTW crown by a shitload of points. I'm in second by a thousand, yeah. and then it's everyone else. Yeah. Xanath, I'm sure she'll love to know that AIDS is the gift that keeps on giving. Like I said, I'm glad she didn't continue on to listen to the entire show. And the same goes for everybody at work, other than Goomba Boy and Legal Tender, only because they're twisted sons of bitches, anyways. So yeah. AIDS loves you to death. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. you figured. There we go. Now we're on the trolley. <laughs> I like. Okay, uh, AIDS loves you. To, oh, that's just bad. <laughs> People die from that. <laughs> well, what's yeah, but like? okay, it doesn't count. That's right. <laughs> you said it. I didn't. There I just laughed. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got a ton of stuff to get to tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We have a ton of articles. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really sad that Varyar wasn't here. I would love to know his reaction to the repealing of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. What his, as his a, thoughts as are. As a former Marine vet. Um, I, would, I would be curious I would to hear be what, too. He, yeah, what yeah. his reaction. Maybe when the next time he comes in. Next week, bring it up. All right. Uh, PC game, uh, kind of, huh? Really? Oh, that's right. I saw that one. We're good. I'm, I'm pulling up a couple more here. Oh, okay. There's a ton of game articles and a ton of stuff we need to get to tonight. As uh, always. And as always, we'll never get to it. All. Right. We but before we do that, I can't believe I'm the one that has to remind you. In case someone's listening live and they'd uh, perhaps like to join in in IRC, let's say. Good point. Thank yes. you. Yes. I thought you were actually going to go the other route. The no, no, no. Prove that you're a female. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Here's how you can get in touch with the guys. Send an email to them at emperor1g at cox.net or join us in IRC at irc.quakenet.org in channel VTW. There you go. Of course, our email is cox.net, which does, you know, it's sort of a double entendre right there. Didn't I say by cox.net? sort of, I mean, it is. No, it is, yes. Yeah. Okay. I just think it's funny. Hang on. What are we hanging on for? Uh, there's a bit of delay in the uh, Sam encoder for some reason. Again. I don't know why that happens on occasion. I don't know. It's really strange. I, I well, I mean, it's not like it affects us. And everyone, I don't think so, it does So everyone either. just waits, you know, three seconds before I think so. Us. We're on a delay anyways, but... Yeah. And everybody starts laughing at that. Okay, so they just now got the A's thing. We must have a one hell of a wow. delay. Holy crap. We should play a guessing game as to how many topics they cover versus the ones they have. Zenith, I'm shocked we had not heard a there are not enough people in IRC get your asses in there demand. That was, I've done that. That was I, before the show. Yes. Started. And there are quite a few people in IRC, especially given it's a Monday night. Uh, regarding the controversy of the show last week, now I have to get to this. Now, Highlander, you don't actually pay attention to the forums a great deal, so you probably were not aware of this. No, no, no. But I, I love controversy and negative stuff. Well, here, I'm looking forward to here's it. Here's the thing. Mystic Mim had a serious discussion with me and when i say discussion i mean you're not going to do this and here's why type thing okay um and i made mention of it when i put up the show that i had to edit out your little rant about islam at what golden as it was true to the mark as always it did not sit well with the wife at all at all she wow! I'm, this went I'm, on for two days. I am, before I I am mildly upset about that. Uh, as as you have every right to. Um, her concern wasn't so much that they blow up the house, as much as if people at work were to hear this, I might get in trouble because of it. Even though we have disclaimers, even though it's you saying it and not me, technically it's my show, so I would be kind of condoning it. Now 
you can say whatever you want. And you know more than I, or as well as I do, that that is a big push-button topic. That's the one thing you don't talk about. That's exactly why you do talk That's about right. It. And I hate to throw this on you, but it's your people that are the reason why we can't. Uh, so, uh, yes, she so and made a very good point that nobody else that listens to the show or does the show it myself has to bring home the bacon to pay for the family, pay for the house, the insurance. So, unfortunately, if you listened to the show live last week, you got the golden stuff. If you listen to the podcast, it was very seamless, I might add, between that and then your ending comment. So that un- part, unfortunately, was taken out. And it blew up big. I mean, we've been talking about it in, uh, on the forums for quite a while now. Oh, you should have told me that this was going on. I would have uh, weighed in, obviously. Well, you know where to find her. She's upstairs. Okay. <laughs> you feel free to weigh in. I'm going to stay down here in the bar. No, no, I'm just safe. talking about just on the message board right, right here. Well, I'm not going to get involved again, in what you know. I, I don't. You two say in, in the privacy. Right, I didn't need to. I didn't know I need to tell you. Hey, there's stuff going on in the forums. Ours is the most active forums on the entire radio station. Right. I understand. By a, a fair margin. But you know that there's I rarely go on. Should, oh, there you go. And this is a reason why you should. Little Rex just now catching up. Wait, what the fuck? You do. What did you edit out? Uh, somebody asked a question like, what did you think of Islam? I think it was um, a question. Someone asked, like, why, why, why should I be scared of Muslims? Yes. So I went off and I did, you know, how I usually the make The same fun thing of you did for, like, Judaism, Christianity the last Judaism, three weeks. Judaism, Christianity, oh, great. black people, yes. everything. But I did it on Muslims. Yes. So, yeah, that had to go. See, I... I, I, I know. I I'm not happy with it either. I don't want to get involved with both of you. I'm still not happy with it. All, all I will say is that I find it very... Hip- I, I have a feeling that that it was only because she was down here. If she would listen to the quickening more often, she probably would oh, ask she... you to edit things more often. And if no, it, no, and no, if no. Not... Mystic Mim, yeah, look, she has almost as twisted sense of humor as I do. She, I mean, she may go like, "That's terrible. That's bad." She, you know, but she has a very good sense of humor, and she knows exactly the stuff that you do. She's heard enough of them. Okay, but I think this then is, this I'll, was all I would do is I, I would call it very hypocritical because either, yes, it is. Either you can make fun of everything, or no. you can't make fun of. But anything. you know what? That's the way the world is. And that's the discussion in the forums. It, it is hypocritical, but that is what it is. You can make fun of Christians left to right. Who blinks an eye? In this country, anybody's country, nobody. You make fun of, of, of Hindus and Buddhists and Jews. Right. No one cares. You make a crack about Muslims, oh, big change, big difference. Right, and there is a reason for that. But yes, that's not is. a reason that I'm particularly worried about because, A, You don't I, have to be. But the problem is if there's any why, consequences that come at you, they come at me. And that's what her concern was. See, I, I, I don't think that would happen. Because, A, they, they would have to know where... Okay, first, they'd have to listen to the show. Right. B, they'd have to know exactly where you work. Right. And C, they'd have to know where you live. Those are three really big things that I don't think... Uh, and four, again, her concern four, is more they would that have to be, work would be mad. Not that they'd go ahead to get me at work. It has nothing to do with them coming after us. It has to do with touchy people at work wouldn't want see, somebody... T- to me, that's, that's a bullshit reason. Because but of, it's a legitimate of, one. I know of people who have thi- gotten canned for less. Okay, well, of all the things I have said on the quickening, right? I think I've said far worse things you about have. minority groups. Right, you have. So, but it's like I said, it's that one specific one. I look, I'm right there with you. I'm not happy. But I'm still pissed. It's, I mean, it's my show. I this is only the second time we've ever had to edit anything, and the the first time was the very first quickening. If you remember, during the Walmart, yes. only because we were new on the station, we had yes. just made the move from the other radio station. That's the only reason. Now, you said ten times worse things oh than that. Oh, my God, slide. yeah. 
this was something different. And unfortunately, th- this was not. See, I, I, this was I, I don't think it's I was going to win. But I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll let you know right now. I'm not going to go up and I'm not going to talk to her or anything. Right. So, you know, whatever it is, to it keep is. Keep peace within my I, house. I will keep peace within your house. Oh, but yes. uh, okay. No, she was behind me. <laughs> Run! But as long as long as I'm down here live, I will tell you know the internets that uh, disappointed is the uh, reaction. I and, and I said the same thing in the forums. I was disappointed as well. One with myself that I actually had to do that, but two that it was asked of me. And unfortunately, I understand her her point, and she it, it does have merit. I can't explain a whole lot in the air. Um, I know not everybody knows where I work, and that's actually deliberate. Uh, yes, I know. We're I'll just... tell you stuff off the air if you want, but trust okay. me when I tell you, it's, it's more real than you think. I mean, I, I would think that work would be more angry with other things that I've said rather than what I said last week about, about Muslims. So, at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, we have tons of stuff to get to. Remember, get your comments in. I uh, see Goomba Boy is here, who uh, also works with me at my location. Amp avoided the camels at the last second, says Kensaki. Thank you. Yes, uh, there's no camels shooting up my house. Uh, send your questions to, or your opinions, comments, uh, again, of a non-footy nature to emperor1gacox.net. Uh, we'll get there in the mailbag. Obviously, the quick is a different one. So we have a lot to get to. Let's start off with this one. And this is from Wired.com, the five film school violations in video game cutscenes. Yeah, I read this one, and I really liked it. And unfortunately, a lot of them have videos. I mean, we don't have to show the videos, but... That's right. I mean, I'm just going to um, play for our own, for because I, I've of... never played Final Fantasy thirteen far oh, okay. enough into it. Well, you don't have to go. I mean, like, that one's six minutes long. And that's, that's fine, but that, we're going to be talking about of... it for a while, so oh, okay. go ahead. Well, I have to start reading everything, so you're going to have to scroll right, the, Okay. That. See, that's why I said you probably so, don't want to... So the uh, point of this is that... The point of this are... is that these are five things that um, video games do that, like, if this was a movie... You would never see it in a movie. You would see it in a movie the because... critics would rip it up. Because it would be... It would, it would look stupid. Like, it's, a, it's something you don't do in film. Got it. So there you go. Video game storytelling has made some astounding leaps over the past few years. Powerful narratives like Red Dead Redemption and Uncharted 2 have helped show the world that games can be just as meaningful as any other form of art. But there's one element of interactive storytelling that designers just can't seem to get right. The cutscene. Some exceptions exist, but these control-free cinematic sequences often, provide, often prove uncomfortable, if not downright embarrassing to watch. While they are almost always packed with gorgeous eye caramel, gamers' cutscenes usually drop the ball when it comes to effective storytelling. This is because... Many cutscenes don't follow the time-tested rules of cinema that have made Hollywood so successful. Game makers abide by their own rules, packing their cinematics with wanton expositions and explosions, but cutscene designers would do well to learn from the past century of film and its storytelling practices. Mantras like less is more could do wonders the way cutscenes work today. Here are five cinematic rules that every cutscene designer should staple to the back of his or her brain. All right. Number one, enter late, leave early. Like its predecessors, Japanese role-playing game Final Fantasy XIII is notoriously gratuitous with cutscenes, throwing its gorgeous pre-rendered cinematics at your eyeballs every few minutes, no matter how much you might object. By the way, I tried. I started playing Final Fantasy XIII. Uh, uh-huh. I'm receiving a call. Hang on. Okay. Well, I can tell you that uh, when I played Hello. Final Fantasy XIII, as he's doing that, uh, man, I, I just I never oh, got shit. into it. Never got into it once. Uh, it's I my place of employment. I shit you not. Oh, really? Interesting. Well, I will go on and explain. Um, I think we've talked about this before, Final Fantasy XIII. The problem I had with it is that the story never, it never kicked into gear. Like, I was playing it, and I was sitting there, and you know, you'd go from point A to point B, and you'd do this from point A to point B. Okay, and I'm like, good. okay, where's the, okay when, when's the story going to kick in? When's it going to? Right. And I was 35 hours into it before I realized, oh, shit, this actually is the story. 
oh, this is horrible. And at that point, I just dropped it because I couldn't stand it anymore. But anyway, we were talking about the cut scenes in Final Fantasy XIII. Notoriously gratuitous. Lots of them, they're gorgeous. But if you think these scenes drag on and on, you're not alone. They tend to violate an important Hollywood rule. Start a scene as late as possible and end it as early as possible, leaving the rest to the viewer's imaginations. Look at the Final Fantasy XIII scene embedded above, which you can't, obviously, where protagonist Snow proposes to his girlfriend, Sarah. It opens with a whopping 40 seconds of nothing but scenery and random characters, the type of establishing shot that a competent director would handle in five seconds at most. Snow doesn't even reach Sarah until about the 1 minute 30 mark. The scene could have been exponentially more engaging without all that needless dead time. The end of the scene is just as brutal. After the important parts, Sarah saying yes, revealing her plans to Spoiler! Tell her Spoiler! God, I don't send me hate mail either that we just blew the s- ending of Final Fantasy 13. I don't give ending. a goddamn. That's not an oh, whatever. I don't give a shit because you know someone's going to email. You ruined the game really? for me. Okay. Yes, we've had that problem before. All right, well, just, I don't care. Don't send me emails. Just so you know, that happens in like the first five hours of the game. There you go. So it's not ruining anything. Day 11. Okay, so anyway, Sarah's saying yes, revealing her plans to tell her sister that she's been cursed. We suffer through another two whole minutes of Snow and Sarah riding around in some hover vehicle for no reason. When I start wondering if anything else is on TV, you should have exited the scene a long time ago. As I was saying before, I got a call, for, uh, an automated call. Um, the Are you getting another call? No, I'm getting a text. Oh, okay. At any rate, um, uh, the speakers, by the way, they roll yes. with, the, with the PlayStation 13. Do they really? Yes. Although it's, it, uh, Final Fantasy 13 was only in 5.1, still sounded awesome. Man. It was great. Do you for have any, 20 minutes I played. Do you have any games that are in 7.1? I don't think so. That's the highest, right? There's yes. nothing higher than no, 7.1? No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I don't believe so. That would be amazing if true. Okay, I do go. know they make them for PS3, I, I, but there's only a handful. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Number two, avoid endless exposition. Skill in exposition means making it invisible, writes teacher Robert McKee in his book, Story, Substance, Structure, Style, and the Principles of Screenwriting. Quote, as the story progresses, the audience absorbs it all, absorbs all it needs to know effortlessly even unconsciously. In other words, dramatize exposition. If only McKee could force game designer Hideo Kojima to write that quote on the blackboard a thousand times. Kojima might be a brilliant designer, and his Metal Gear Solid action espionage series might rank among the best game experiences ever. But boy, does he have a thing for long plot-building rants, and I have to agree with that. What if Kojima had left out some of the mission briefings in Metal Gear Solid 4? What if some had been delivered during more dramatic moments? That's how they kind of convey their, I mean... Right. Each game conveys the storyline a different way. Metal Gear Solid, that's how they convey the storyline. Right, but see, that's the, the point that this article's saying is that that's not the best way to, to tell your story. When you're playing a game, then you have to sit through 40 minutes of exposition. And, it, and literally, I believe there are a couple points where it's like at least a half hour's worth of exposition where you just you put the controller down and you're watching, and you're watching someone talk and talk and keep talking. What if Kojima had left out some of the mission briefings of Metal Gear Solid uh, shit. 4? Shit, that blew up my face. No, I, no, I just. I, I'm gonna wait. A minute, you're you're yes. texting yes. while we're on the air. Yes, I am. Really? Yes. Is it okay? I, I, I everyone wants to know what's what? so important that you have to text someone in the I middle was, of your I own was, show. I was bluffing. I got caught out. I got. Okay. I got caught. I got called okay. out on it. All right. All right. I'll, I'll correct that in a minute. I'll, All right. Go ahead. Just. All right. Third time here Damn. on this one. What if some had been delivered during more dramatic events? What if some information was left to the players' imaginations? Better yet, what if we had to discover that exposition through our own choices as we played the game? There are quite a few options for how it could have been handled, but plot-packed... Wow, that's a tongue twister. Fail. Plot-packed speeches are the worst of the bunch. All right, so what, I mean, what's, what's the way to, to correct this? Is 
why not just go get a director? Get, get some kind of, of up-and-coming Hollywood director, someone who's gone to film school and say, hey. And I don't know for sure who it is exactly they hired yeah. to do the cut well, scenes, you know, it, but if this is the case, they're making these kind of fundamental problems. Right. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I never looked into it that much. I never looked into it that much I, either I, I until I read it. this article, and I right. thought, you know, I agree with that, I agree with that, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I don't really know, because you, you have to find a director who is really into video games and would be willing to direct a video game. And that's that's going to cost a lot of money because if you're going to get if you're going to get a director, you're going to want an A-list director because you're going to right. want to sell the game as you know like Tim Burton's this or Steven Spielberg's that. So now you're going to be paying you know twenty twenty five million just for the name. And that's going to be a lot of money. To- Here's a rhetorical question. Okay. No, not rhetorical. We're going to debate this. We're going to debate this. All right. Does playing the Wii count as gaming? Yeah, it does. Re- really, yeah. you're gonna. You play games it depends, on the Wii, okay, do It depends you not? on the games you play on the Wii. If you're playing like Wii Sports, no, you're not a gamer. No? No. What, okay, you're, just, well, you're just breaking out from family time to, when you have a party. Now you have to oh, okay, okay, find okay, gamer. Okay. Go ahead and finish the article. Right. People are getting pissed at me because we're, we're interrupting. All right. We're going to debate that. Okay. Number three, only show what's necessary. Forget the painful, unbearable awkwardness. Infinite Undiscovery's infamous, terrible dinner dance scene. Oh, my God. That's so right. That is such a horrible scene. And I own that game. Uh, which game? Infinite Undiscovery. It's, never heard of it. It's an RPG for the 360. And that's uh, why I never heard of it. Yeah, exactly. I, All right, go on. Because I love RPGs and I had 360. It's like, I've got to be some RPG. Folks, right I know you're messaging me on IRC. I will get to you in a second. Uh, they're starting to pile up here. Uh, we're doing an article. Bear with us. Go, okay. ahead. go, go, go. A good filmmaker knows that, okay, oh, yeah, wait, infamous terrible dinner dance scene above is poorly crafted because it doesn't need to exist. And I agree, it doesn't need to exist. A good filmmaker knows that every scene should serve either one of two purposes, advancing the plot or characterizing the protagonist. The best scenes do both at once, giving the protagonist tough decisions to make in the face of the near insurmountable obstacles that lie in the way of his or her goal. While screenwriters can usually get away with extraneous scenes if they are exceptionally funny or engaging, this one is neither. It winds up saying two things. A, heroine Aya is interested in leading man Capel, which we knew already, and B, it's time for everyone to go to dinner, which could have been delivered in a single line. Leaving the whole thing out could have even prevented a lot of cringes. Again, never played it. Okay. Continue. You didn't miss anything. And here's another one I've never played. You never played uh, Paper, Super Mario? Paper Mario? No. Okay. I've played the Super Mario Brothers with my daughter. Okay. We played it a lot. Number she four. Sucks at it, I think it's number four. Every second matters. Quote, every scene, like a sequence or an act, or an entire screenplay, has a definite beginning, middle, and end. Writes screenwriting guru Sid Field. All right. Quote, if you break the components of the scene down into beginning, middle, and end, you can establish the bits and pieces of action that are visually effective. Same goes for cutscenes. But designers have the tendency to think about them as a means to an end or ways to get the player from one level to another. Cutscene directors are not nearly as careful about time and structure as their filmmaking counterparts. I need a root beer. Charming PlayStation RPG Super Paper Mario is hardly the worst of gaming's offenders, but its cutscenes can overwhelm players with sluggish verbosity. Remember, less is more. Nuance is a good thing. Not everything needs to be laid out like a Wikipedia article. For example, the introduction of Super Paper Mario states... Quote, this prophetic book was a mysterious tome full of stories of future events. Uh, duh. What else would a prophetic book be? In film, every second you shoot could potentially cost the studio millions of dollars. Game makers don't have that same sort of incentive to keep things snappy, which is a real shame because some structure and thriftiness could do great things for cutscene narratives. Look, the last thing that you want in the game industry, and, and this is the last part of it because we we're going to go to a couple of other articles here, but... Um, Look, the last thing the game industry right need, not, need oh, God damn. last thing the gaming industry Thank needs right you. now is I take a swig of root beer and I'm shot. No, is to start cutting back on things like this. 
wanted to start making budget cuts or start saying, look, you got to make the scene, you know, well, a you lot know, simpler. We're, we're not going to sink as much money into it. You got to make it this, that, and the other. Look, video games become the most popular medium of entertainment in the world right now for a reason. And this is part of it. Like we just said, uh, look, I don't game near as much as I used to uh-huh. um, for a variety of reasons. I'm not in college anymore. Got a family, got a house, et cetera. But I do, do you know, I do game. Right. All right. I don't notice stuff like this. I don't care. Now, if I've played the game through a couple times, uh-huh. then yeah, the cutscene kind of gets annoying. It's like, okay, fuck. I look. I already know what happens. Give me a skip option. Uh-huh. All right? I don't, I'm glad this guy goes into it, and he's got some, some points, but I don't know if you necessarily have to, if you, it's really that big of a deal. I've never heard people complain that a cutscene, you know, was irrelevant or, you know, went on too long without getting, you know, the right shot or I th- didn't say I the first that- five seconds or... I mean, obviously now when I, I say this, I'm, you're going to ask me for an example, and I can't think of one right now. But I, I know that there are some games that I've played. Like what? Where, <laughs> exactly. Like what? Go ahead. What is it? That uh, the cutscene kind of goes on too long, or the dialogue is written kind of like, you kind of cringe a little bit, like, oh, that could have been written better, or that doesn't, it comes out awkward. Right. And then when something like that happens, it kind of ruins the whole feel of it. Like you're getting into the game, and then something like that happens, and it kind of jars you a little bit. You kind of realize, oh, this is... Yeah, this is probably not written by a you know, true person who knows what right. they're doing. People are starting to weigh in on the uh, Wii issue, by the way. We'll get to uh, that in okay. a second. Go ahead. All right, finally, the last one, number five, don't violate the 180-degree rule. I didn't know about this one, but... I've never heard of it. It's a simple principle and one of the basic rules of cinematography. Characters should maintain the same spatial relationship no matter how many different angles your camera uses. If one character's on the left and the other's on the right, they should stay that way. In order to pull this off, filmmakers will picture an imaginary line that bisects the two characters and try to avoid crossing that line with the camera. Though there are quite a few exceptions, cinematographers generally don't break this rule for fear of nauseating or confusing their audiences. <laughs> Sadly, this rule is violated multiple times in one of the final cutscenes of Mass Effect 2, Bioware's excellent sci-fi RPG. Because the camera jumps around from angle to angle to angle, uh, yeah. with no regard for the 180-degree rule, characters' heads spin all over the place. It's jarring, and it's not particularly Now that you mention it, thinking back on, okay, that's a valid point. But again, you're so caught up with what's going on, I, I guess I never really separated myself enough to look at it like, you know, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They could have uh-huh. shot the scene a lot better. Yeah. Well, it's just one. Bioware usually crafts the cinematics quite competently, and Mass Effect 2 is packed with great cutscenes, but cinematography is a complicated art, and its rules do exist for a reason. But again, I I issued this, the fact that... um, I'm glad you would have made it. A couple people are saying they wouldn't have made it... Some of the uh, female listeners are saying they would not have made a great deal about the uh, controversy from last week's show. Hmm, I'm glad, but again, it's it's not without merit. uh, yeah, so I I guess, but I, I'll be honest. When I did that, I did not worry that uh, someone was going to track me down and cut off my head. And again, that wasn't necessarily the main concern. It was more for my place of employment, more so than I have to worry about somebody blowing up my house or my car. At any rate, um, speaking about a man who knows blowing shit up, Scrub Puppy has finally joined us. One of our Marine friends who made it into the Facebook Face Off a couple weeks ago, which come up later this evening. Thirteen of you are going to step into a battle royal for the Facebook face-off. That's crazy. I'm still stunned that people will put themselves through this kind of hell for no other reason than to be on our Facebook, which I might add is not set to private. Anybody can look at it. Yeah, anybody can look at it. So, But then again, think about it. You get to count yourself amongst a select few. A the band of true fans, if you will. The creme de la creme. 
a small group of 200 and some out of 50,000 odd numbers. I don't know. At any rate, look, it's a video game. It's not a movie. You're not directing right. a movie. But remember, that I mean, originally, video games couldn't do the things that movies do. But now, yeah. they kind of are, really. It's, a lot of them kind of are caught, almost, right. they're almost turning into interactive movies. Really, when, when you really think about it. And that's, yeah, that started back in, like, 94. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah what's with uh, Final Fantasy IV, it's when it started being more of a choose-your-own-adventure movie Kinda. than necessarily a game. The one that I actually was thinking of was uh, Wing Commander 3, where they spent all that money. Yeah, and with Mark the C- Hamill, yeah, Mark Hamill. And, uh, and, well, I mean, that really was, Jones. like, an interactive movie. Yeah. By the way, I hated that game. I like 1 and 2. That was the first, 1 and 2 was great. That was the first PlayStation game I ever bought. Okay, because uh, it was 3. PC for me. Um. Yeah, Scrub Puppy, you missed the Muslim thing. All right, real quick, let me ask you this. Okay. And uh, a friend of mine says, you know, wants to know if they're a gamer because they play the Wii. Now, I guess it depends on, on and uh, we have to define gamer. That's the, that's, the, that's the crux. That's of the it. definition. Okay. What is a gamer? Are you playing it once in a while? Are you playing with your kids? Are you playing it with, I've got smacked over the fingers by Mim. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kinsaki. Yes, kind of. Um. Is it, do you, are you just playing with the kids on occasion? Are you playing with people come over? You know, are you just doing drunken Mario Kart? Because we do that at my house. Uh-huh. That's always fun. I usually win. Um, um, okay, my, or, I, my personal case? definition of a Go gamer. Ahead. Yes. If you play the game by yourself. I was going to say, if you actually pick a game out. Yes. That you play by yourself for the enjoyment of playing it. Yes. Not necessarily for competition or to be an asshole like I am. If you're just playing the game to enjoy it by yourself... Or if you're doing it in a multiplayer environment. I'm not talking, oh, hey, there's people over. Break it out for now, a party game. No. That's my personal definition. Now, I, I want to be clear. Okay. That if we're agreeing on that definition. Okay. By definition, that means that all those people that play those Facebook games are gamers. Because they are picking out a game. No. They're playing it no. on their own. I, I think that is. I think the Facebook game thing is in a, a league all its own, and that is not a game. That is, and it's designed for people who don't have time, who don't have attention spans, and who don't know what the hell they're doing. You're playing Mafia Wars. You go whack somebody who happens to be on your friends list, who doesn't even play the game, doesn't care. You go to visit your friend's farm, who all of his weeds have, like, died, and his grapes have, like, shriveled up, because they don't play the game. But you do. That, to me, that's not a game. I mean, there's no, there's no real goal. There's no accomplishment. There's no... It's a picture on a screen, I, for Christ's sake. That's what all games are. No, they're not. All games are no. pictures on the screen. You're, you're interacting they with something. They're, you know, you're competing against something. There, there is. Uh, I, w- I, I face- would say no, no. those Facebook games you're competing against Absolutely everyone. Not. Everyone on Facebook. If you play like a console or a PC, actual games, and you play Facebook, okay, that's fine. But if you're coming to me and saying, well, I'm a gamer because I play Facebook, no, you're not. You're a Facebook fag. That's what you do. You're in, no, you are not. A gamer. See, for me, now it's big balls. Even if I don't that, like the game, game, yeah, that doesn't mean to me that you're not a gamer. Yes. See, it's for fat. Facebook games are mind-numbing. They are. They are. They really are. I there are plenty of console and PC games that are mind-numbing. That Baron doesn't... von Gosu's fiance. Okay. By the way, uh, congratulations go out to uh, my brother Baron. They are getting married in July 13th. I oh, think. Oh wow. They are going to get married in our home church actually, so I don't have to travel this time. Because I got to go way out to Columbus in October. In fact, I had to call my tux measurements in. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, thank God, and she's staying in Columbus. At any rate, so I, you know, and I guess that's the definition. Of course, I'm winning. I, I, 
I have no idea if she's even listening anymore, but I was curious to find out what exactly her involvement was as far as the Wii goes. Are you playing Wii Sports and only doing it on occasion? Well, then no, you're not really a gamer. You're just somebody who dabbles. You know how to turn it on. Well, So then for I, you, a casual gamer is not a gamer. That's, you know, but that's even, I don't even know if that's considered casual, really. I mean, that's, that's like, non-existent. I think See, we should stick with the definition we had before, which is if you play a game on your own or in cooperation with other people or in competition, cooperation competition with other people, let's say on a regular basis. Not necessarily. Month, I, I, wouldn't even, week, I wouldn't even agree with that. I mean, you can okay. play games, you can play single-player games and be a gamer. No, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying, either or. I'm throwing it out there so you can be... Uh, playing multiplayer as well as single player. Okay, okay, fair enough. Sorry, I'm trying to be inclusive of this. Gotcha. All right. If you make time out of out of a day, a week, a month to play games for the sole enjoyment of them, then yes, I believe you were a gamer, in which case you would qualify and you'd be in our demographic. All right? If you were not, if you're playing it only when you have family over or only when, like, like I only play the Wii when my daughter wants to play Mario Brothers or she wants to play Mario Kart, which I got to tell you, I'd rather, you know, castrate myself than play online Mario Kart. The amount of hackers out there is disgusting. <laughs> it's fucking Mario Kart, and they're hacking. I know. Yeah. Hacking! Isn't that horrible? Only because I can't figure out how to do it. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's online somewhere. Everything's on the internet. Kinsaki says, my mother plays Facebook games, and she hates games. That's because, and I think this is how I get around it, is that people who play Facebook games, if they're really... Hell bent against people who who game, all right. And there is that stereotype out there. Although for the most part, let's be honest, it's pretty much erased. It's pretty much that you're some fat slob who has no friends, who lives in their parents' basements, and it's what you do twenty four seven. And there are people out there like oh, that. there's tons of people like that. That's, the people that's that how Blizzard look, makes their money, right? The average quote unquote people who yeah. uh, unfortunately they're now the minority who don't play games can play a Facebook Mafia Wars or Farmville or whatever. And still keep the nose in the air and have a bit of superiority saying, well, I don't play games. Facebook's not a game. It's a website. And I, I guess that's where I'm looking at it. See, for me, I think that if someone said that, I think they would be unintentionally hypocritical. They might be coming at it with their own previous stereotypes and not realizing that what they're doing is actually playing games. And I, I, I can't prove it, but I would think that a lot of those people that play those kind of games, if you were to maybe show them a few select games on a console, or maybe even like a PC game, they would probably be into it. They probably would think, this is actually a pretty cool thing. This is a cool game. I would probably play this more often. But, like I said, a lot of those people, they're, oh, let's be honest, they're older people, people that you know they're not part of the Atari generation, and they grew up with video games being that sort of stigmatized thing that you know, nerds and losers do. When, in fact, they're actually doing the very thing by sitting on Facebook for hours and hours or on Pogo.com or anything like that for hours and hours and hours, realizing that they're actually doing the very thing that, that they they're use, ridiculing, everybody that they're else ridiculing everyone else. Right, yeah. but because you're not you know, shooting somebody or not, yeah. playing in some fantasy world. Because you didn't have to right. throw down $300 to get a little machine that you have to hook up to the television and you have to plug shit in. They don't think of it as gaming when, to me, they that's what they're doing. The lead hack source says, I think that a gamer has a certain spirit that drives them for, to try anything to win. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. Look, not everybody's like me. I'm a bloodthirsty competitor. I love being pitted against somebody. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a game. It can be a game. It can be sports. It can be work. It can be anything. I just like competition because I like to win. 
All right, I think that, but I don't necessarily know that there's a lot of people that play games like Mystic Mim. We'll play games like Facebook, like Pogo, like uh-huh. that kind of thing. She doesn't. She's not really playing to win. She doesn't care. To her, the adventure of it, the whole thing, is the fun of it. Uh-huh. And that's fine. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a whole genre of games right. that are like that. Yeah. Hacksaw, like I Mist think and Riven, you know. what you're describing falls into the, into the category that I am in. Um, and I, I would I probably call those like hardcore gamers. Yes, that would be me, even though Some unfortunately like I don't do Win at all costs, you know. Right. Pit me against 20 different people and I'll slaughter them all. That's what legal tender. Uh, the guy I work with the Xbox, what you guys call council fag. The guy's been on here a couple times. <laughs> he would be a hardcore gamer. That is what he yes, does. Yes. And he's very good at it. Uh, don't get me wrong. Well, you do anything a lot, you're going to try to get good at it. No, I know a lot Whether of people it's... do a lot of shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, she says, I bought a game and I have played it by myself. <sighs> to me, that's a gamer. That's a gamer. I think it's a casual one. I, it you might know, be. Unless they're playing like 24 Look, I. Look, I'll tell you right now, the but impression I, mean, I, I get I, of this chick I, I be honest, is not that of a gamer. If, if we're I, would, about, I would not have known. If we're talking about the Wii, I honestly don't think that Nintendo really cares one way or another. If you bought the machine, then you're in the club because you bought the machine, which means you now have the potential to buy you know X number of products brought out by Nintendo and any other third parties. All right. You know, okay. It's just I enjoy it when I have time and I play it with my kids as well. Well, all right. Well, you know what, then... To me, that's a that's gamer. a gamer that that falls in the definition. And trust me, this is one of those people you'd look at and you're like, she is not a gamer, you know. Yeah. a car model, a beer model, maybe. You know, you know who but I heard is a gamer. Who's that? You'd be shocked. The T-Mobile girl. Yeah, no, she. Is. I saw an interview by. I couldn't believe. I think it. that's how she got the job. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's, there's tons of gamers out there. Um. Uh, well, we all, we've already covered, you know, Robin Williams and Steven Spielberg yeah. and uh, Jeff Goldblum. I know Dave, are big gamers. I know that uh, Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle plays World of Warcraft. Uh, David Hasselhoff plays World of Warcraft, or did. Um, He's not getting drunk. The one catcher from the Mets back in the day played, played Ultima Online. I remember that thing. Uh, yeah, so, it, like I said, right now, it, it's people that don't play anything. Right. Are in the minority. Uh, look at how many people use their iPhones for games. They exactly. may not play anything else, but they might play... Angry Birds. Right. Angry Birds. That's a phenomenon in and of itself. You can play it for free. You can play it for free on Google right sure. here. Sure. Yeah. And that's kind of my point. And I think that maybe you're right, to your point, the definition of gaming, I guess, is expanding. We have to be a little more inclusive. I think so. But I think that subset, that Nintendo generation, you know, people like you and I, our age, that grew up with it, I think since we got the ball rolling... We're going to become a subset. We're going to become the hardcore gamers because we tr- we primarily play a console or a PC. Yeah, probably. You know, when we have the time. And unfortunately, I'm in the same boat she is in that I play when I have the chance. Uh-huh. And I find myself playing games actually almost as much when my daughter wants to play something on the Wii, which is not very often. She's got her own DS. Uh-huh. And she plays Mario on occasion, and that's about it. She didn't really follow that path. You know, that's probably good in the long run. <laughs> So it doesn't turn into a fat slob. What was that uh, all about? No. No? Oh, you can't, you can't laugh like yes, that I and then can. be like, oh, I'm keeping this myself. I, no, no, uh, okay. <laughs> I was still with the air, except I've met her husband. <laughs> oh, is he? Cool cat, nice guy, bigger than me. Oh, okay. So unless I'm bringing Varyar to... <laughs> unless you're bringing a uh, gun to a knife fight? Uh, uh, she was just wondering if we're going to enforce the rule to her that we do to all the other female listeners with the show. Um, 
And so many of you actually, and I thank you from I the bottom of yes. my heart, have actually taken the chance to prove that you are indeed a female. I say yes. And <laughs> far be it from me to... Uh, got a, am I blushing at all? No. Are you blushing at all? No. No. Okay. no. Far be it from me to discourage anybody from doing that. Feel free if you're going to. I'm certainly not going to advocate for it. Oh, I will. I have no problem with that. <laughs> Go ahead, please. At any rate. The more the merrier. Send them all. Send all the people. Um, who was that started that ball rolling? That, that was you. That? I, oh, it's I who, oh who, who did <laughs> yeah, it first? Yeah, put a brawl on a Look, girl, is this what you had to no. You did. That's what you did for Facebook. Um, but Actually, I, I think I there is a picture was, of me on Facebook with, with I don't uh, know blonde who was, hair. I don't know who was the first one, though. Let's see if it's still up there. I don't know if it is. Let me take a look. Because people actually saw the picture and kind of ripped me a new one. It was kind of funny. Uh, heading on to Facebook right now. And people ask me which my personal Facebook. Well, yeah, I'm not telling you. Uh, because it's personal. Have, right. A couple of you have found that out. But not that it's hard. I mean. No. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me see if that picture is still there. No, okay. Those are, my, those are not my photos. There's somebody else. Where are my photos? <laughs> they change everything. That's another thing, too, that everybody, yeah. everybody's been talking they, about. They, like in the past week, they've yes. changed so much stuff. Right. Now I'm trying to figure because I don't use Facebook. Give actually, me back my all, photos. Right. <laughs> Bonus points for that reference. Exactly. Uh, what the fuck are my photos? Uh, We've got some. I, okay, look. I know Mystic Mim has them. Is it update? Is it add photo? Would it be under there? Uh, oh, there are no apps. No, wait, go, go wait, back. Go back. Well, that's an app. I don't want an app. Photos? No, those aren't mine. Those aren't yours? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Texas? Well, why would... Oh, Dave well, Sullivan was You're not on your step- personal one. You're, you're on the Empress Court. I, I know that, but I thought it was on the Empress Court. Let oh, me see okay. if Mystic Mim has it. Um, I bet she does of me in a blonde wig, which is actually her wig that she was wearing for her Princess Toadstool costume years ago to convention. Let me... Give me just a second to try and uh, sift right. through these real quick to see if I can find them. There's, there it is. There, there, there's, no, there's, there's Ric Flair. That, <laughs> Let's Look see if I can that. get this picture. I'll put it on our Facebook. Hang on, I got to. Let me copy this image down. Hang on. <laughs> this is great. And the sentence underneath it by Mystic Mim says, "Oh yeah, he's all mine." Right. And then, of course, my family weighs in. Everybody kind of jumps on the bandwagon. Of course. So. It's not the same unless There's you're Mr. making Mim fun of at PNC Park else. when she was tired and drunk, kind of laying on, leaning on one of the poles. Uh, this is us. Wait, what the hell did you do to your dog? What? Look at that. He's got antlers on. No, I got, didn't like, do anything. This has no. Mystic Mim took my Good pit bull Lord. and emasculated him oh by putting God. reindeer uh, antlers on his head and then just cut his balls off and be done with it. Then they put on a little doily thing. It looks kind of like a baby. It's, it, I think it's supposed to be snow. He's so friggin' passive that he just lets it happen too bad anyways uh let me go back to home see this is why you need to be a friend on our facebook because now you're going to see embarrassing photos of myself go on here add photo at the top there you go thank you up uh, upload, upload my own photo i shall browse for it uh, da, 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 da. Did you put it on your computer i thought i did i got this i don't even know what this shit is that is Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue. No, no not that. Those pictures. I don't know where they came from. Oh, right. okay. Well, I mean, it's I don't know where on my computer. I, you know what? That's why I put there the Whopper 2 over here, so she would have her own computer to use. And she keeps getting on mine. <laughs> you know why? Stay the hell off my machine. Because you've got a 30-inch monitor. That's why. 
There we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Uh, there we go, and uh, sporting my uh, metal hair band Jeez. type of. I look pretty now pink and blonde for hair. Snake. Now that's true bottle blonde hair, not like some other people would have. So there you have it. Check it out at the uh, Empress Court Facebook. Aha! It's uh, yes, Mim okay. has a thank you for we found it. Yes, okay. Who cares whether the average player plays Wii Facebook games or shouts profanity over Call of Duty? It says own it. All we need is the distinction between the average player and the enthusiasts. You spelled that wrong, dear God. Do we really need a distinction, though? I, I tell mean, you, if, if, really if they're to buying give you... the game or if they're buying the system, does it really matter? I mean, does it really matter Emperor... in the long run? I don't think so. What's the Whopper 2 doing in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with that because she's not down here. I tell you what, if I really wanted to give her a challenge of editing, like papers, I should have her sitting here and edit IRC one time. Or the emails we get. Uh-huh. Pull her fucking hair out, I guarantee it. I want it to be half the time. Mystic Mim digs to 30 inches. Weak. Weak. Yeah, no kidding. So there you go. All right, so by definition, I guess you kind of, yeah, I, See, I guess. I so, yeah. Let's see. What else are we going to do? Uh, let's rush for cash. We've got Facebook has 800 million users. 800 million, wow. Adding 50 million every two months. I think that's, we just did the article right there. Do we need to go any further? 800 million users. PETA to launch pornography website. I heard about that, yeah. It's about time they did something I actually cared about. Uh, This is from Slashdot. The people for the ethical treatment of animals are planning on launching an adult-oriented website to help protect animals through a mix of animal suffering footage and porn. All right, I'm Somewhere right out there, there's one guy that's like, yes, it's about time. There's another guy out there like, why didn't I think of this? Yes, exactly. What, you, you want to talk about fetish porn, that's exactly. it. <laughs> that's about it. Animal suffering and porn. porn. I'm going to rail this bitch while I skin a raccoon. <laughs> I'm not sure how... <laughs> uh, the whole idea is just... I. What's, what, so what's listen up, boy, or pornography I... starring your mother will be the second worst thing that happens to you today. Uh, we're hoping to reach a whole new audience of people. Uh, do you really want to reach I... that audience, Right. Though? I'm not sure how mixing the two will win hearts, minds, or naughty bits, but Lindsay Radged, Peter's associate director of campaigns, seems to think it's a good idea. She says, we're hoping to reach a whole new audience, you said, of people, some of whom will be shocked by graphic images. No shit. That they maybe didn't anticipate seeing when they went to the PETA Triple X website. website. So, so they're, they're, uh, are they trying to like lure them in like, hey, free porn? Right. And then they come in and then they, like, bam, Bambi's got his head cut off. <laughs> and you're supposed That's to be kind of a double entendre. Hang on. Is that, They'll is be that shocked the with the graphic images that maybe they didn't anticipate seeing when they went to a PETA Triple X site. Look, if you're going to a PETA site, you know what you're going to get. See, when they say the graphic images are going to be shocking, that's going to be the porn. Because you know what you're going to get at PETA. Oh, I'm going to see somebody castrating a cow. Well, they're you know they're chop, you know chopping the beak off a duck or something, uh-huh. and then there's like two girls doing it in the back you know, of the farm while they're you know slitting the throat of some cow. You're actually going to go to the website. Uh, no, no, it's, it's my computer. Go no, ahead. No, it's it's just a uh, it, it goes to the actual whole news story. That's all from the, well, from the Telegraph. Actually, let's do that. I'm, I'm you curious. really want to read the whole thing? Well, I mean, there's more to this. I, I'm trying to find out. The, I'm, trying I'm trying to wrap trying my to head around this. the logic behind a porn site helping. Try and spread the cause for animal rights. 
then again, if you think about it, they always get these actresses to here. I'll yeah, do you it. do. I'm trying to do it. with It's a mouth. It's not and... hard. It's there. Left click. That was hard. They always see it like this. They always do these uh, very provocative. Yeah. Pictures of like uh, of famous actresses. Like I bear it all for. Or like animals I'd, or I'd rather go naked than wear fur. Yeah, that's, that's what it. you're talking about. Uh, let's see. I was hoping there's actually some pictures, uh, and there isn't. P is extremely disingenuous, said Jennifer Posner, executive director of the New York-based advocacy group Women in Media and News. Oh, no, wait a minute. If it's going to be true porn, there's got to be guys, too. I don't see anybody taking up for us. They've consistently used attack active sexism as their marketing strategy to garner attention. Their use of sexism has gotten far more extreme and more degrading. This may be in their minds the only thing left at their disposal to lower the bar. PETA has filed paperwork to launch its pornography site when the controversial new uh, .xxx domain becomes active in early December. While many nonprofit and corporations are scrambling to protect their website names from being hijacked from a pornographer slapping on a triple X domain, PETA is embracing the, next, the new domain as just another way to conduct, conduct business. Why well, can you see it now? VTW Productions triple X. Emperor's Court after hours. <laughs> then we post all the people that send our bra shots. No, we do not. Someone's asking if she sends it. Are we going to post it? No, we never post any of that. Uh, la, 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 la. We try to perverts. use every outlet that we can to speak up for animals. They said we anticipate that this new triple X domain name would be a hot topic, and we immediately decided to use it to take advantage of it to try and promote the animal rights message. All right. So, uh, bottom line here, even if they don't do it, they've already stirred up the pot enough that people right. like us are talking about this. Right. And I guarantee we're not the only ones. I mean, oh, I'm sure on terrestrial no. radio all over the country, they're talking about this bit. Right. Uh, which is. They're going to talk about animal cruelty and porn. Look, it when people first visit. Okay, I, you know, when it said like it said like when people first visit the site, uh, they'll be enticed by the porn, and then they're going to like hit them over the head with the animal right. cruelty stuff. So, anyways, uh, Highlander, we're past the one o'clock. I'm sorry, the one hour mark. We got to take a quick break. All right, uh, we'll regroup here. Coming up after the break, we have the uh, stupid video game of the week. We do. We've got the mailbag. So get your questions, comments, opinions into emperor1gatcox.net. We also have to talk about fantasy and reality. Can gamers tell the difference? I hope so. The 10 greatest uses of trash talk in the history of warfare. Six arcade games too awesome to get released in the West. Al Gore's online climate show viewed by millions, or not. And a whole slew of other stuff that we're probably not going to get to, but we will try. So, folks, keep it tuned right here. We'll be back here in about, oh, give us 12 minutes or so, and then I realize I need to put the music up there because I forgot to load it. So, shit. All right, folks, we'll be back here in about eh, 10 minutes or so. You hear what happened, you're going to bow down and worship me like a god. Warning, this show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. You're listening to The Emperor's Court here on VTW Productions. Get down on your knees. I know I would. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on The Emperor's Court here on First World Productions, vtwproductions.com. I am your host, The Emperor, joined in studio by Highlander. Always a pleasure. You know, I was I was listening to that. We, we need some new bumpers. 
We, we do. Need, we, I, I have a couple ideas. Okay. Um, a couple like sound bites we can throw in. Like you know, you're listening to Emperor soundbite and right. Highlander sound, but you know that kind of thing. Got a couple ideas for those that I think we can. it would be easy to put together. Well, would take that long. The time. only problem is actually getting the voice actor or the person doing it to record it. Like for instance, Ariana has very busy running, you know, uh, Total Biscuits Empire over there, Cynical Brit. Uh-huh. So, you know, her finding the time to do anything is damn near impossible. Well, all all we would need is probably like three different sound files. Like you're listening to Emperor, right? And Highlander, right? In the Emperor's Court, blah 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 blah. So okay. you'd need three of those, and sure. then then all you could do is you could just keep mixing and matching your know, little quotes in there, and then you'd have like an infinite amount that you could do. Okay, I would primarily want them to be female. Only because study after study after study has shown that people pay more attention to a female voice than they do a male voice. Really? Oh, yes, by a far margin. Huh. So, absolutely. Is it because of, like, uh, like uh, mothers growing up, that kind of thing? I or? have no idea. I, I honestly don't. No, 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 no. I think it had more to do with its, uh, its a mating thing. Like, you'll pay more attention to what a woman's saying. Uh, okay, I see. Because it's a woman, especially gotcha. if they sound, like, seductive. Like, Ariana can, can do that. Without even trying, because that's just how her voice is. Right, right. She's that good at it. All right, and people are going to hear this like, oh, wait, what's this? So, primarily, I would like it to be female. It doesn't have to be necessarily as provocative as hers. Okay. But, that'll be my preference. Of course, beggars can't be choosers. There's only so many women we know that are willing to go on the air. I know a host of women who even live around here, but that doesn't mean they're willing to go on the air. Right, right. So, there is that. Okay. Having right. said that, the stupid video game over the week is coming up, as is. is the mailbag. I see you guys have taken to Facebook to take me to task on my picture with the blonde wig. Let's see. Uh, I got. I want to pull these up here, uh, read some of these. If you aren't looking at the Facebook, the Empress Court, you should be. Sweet zombie Jesus. See, at least it goes with my facial hair. Thank you. Which, actually, I've shaved since then. Yeah, I noticed. Just I, recently. I, I was yeah. going to say something. You, you're right. shaved now. Yeah. Well, I've been to do it for a few weeks. I usually do it twice a year. Once for my birthday, and then, uh, which is like Emperor's Day, the international holiday. I, I, I can't grow a beard. I think it's because I have blonde hair. I tried one time. I didn't shave for like three weeks. Right. I just look kind of scruffy. That's about as best as I could do. It takes I, me. I, I, I suppose if I, like, like I'm going to commit to growing a beard. Like, right. I took like a year. I probably could grow something. It but. takes me weeks on end just to get that because I am not a hairy individual. I never uh-huh. have been. But, you know, so it is kind of a process. So I shaved it a couple of weeks ago. Like, eh, we'll, we'll keep it like this for a little while. Probably as we get in towards October, I'll start growing it back. Uh-huh. I just I, want to know, turn I, into a neck beard. That's all. That's the only thing. Yeah, I I, mine's strictly goatee. Let's see. I would hit it. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate that. <laughs> scary as it is. Uh, let's see, Eric. Is it just me or is there a striking similarity to the mighty Thor? Well, I am godlike, but not Thor. Maybe, uh, uh, yeah, maybe uh, Thor Smith. <laughs> Down the street. I, I, yeah. I work in the warehouse. Here's my screwdriver. See, Lucas Sean says, just laughs at it. There's another up update. I see that. What else we got here? Thor, if you're having a few beers. <laughs> wow. And some hot dogs. You, dude. <laughs> You know what? There's not no one else here around here has the balls to put themselves. Thor, when's the last time you hit the gym, buddy? I don't know. I used to hit the gym all the time. Give me a bird. Varyar is now uh, weighing in here. Let's see what Varyar's got to say. We okay? All right, I've I've done it. I'm on board. We need to take phone calls. Okay, done. You said I know. I know what I said. I fine. 
Blonde hair is no barrier. I have a manly beard. Ooh, good point. Fire well, if, is blonde. If, if it takes you, yeah, but it takes a lot longer because it's harder to notice. Like if you had black hair, you okay. probably notice a lot quicker. As opposed to blonde, it kind of, you know. Amp looks like Thor with a wig. Skin. All right, so it's, it's okay. We've, we've looked at the consensuses that I resemble Thor with my wig on. Sorry, my wife was talking. I didn't notice that Amp was back on. Well, who could hear all, her, all the nagging? <laughs> Although, she did make it into the Facebook face-off. She that's did survive. True. She did get, you know. That's true. But again, she's a female, and if you've got breasts, it's usually a one-way ticket to success. At least on the internet. Just like And on this show. Yes. So... Call it in. Uh, there you go. Because I know you guys have been calling into uh, Gnome Wise on his show on Sunday. And so I have listened. They, uh, is, is it easy enough? They like, do with, theirs with by Skype? Skype. What they okay. do is like virtual audio cables and people call in using Skype. Okay. I just want to do the full. To do? Uh, it's, yeah, it's kind of complicated. Is it really? Okay. Me personally, I would rather I would rather actually have a Where, phone number that people can actually pick up their phone and call. You mean what, you want like a dedicated yes. phone line? Yes. And you can do that through Skype or Google. It's just expensive. Uh, okay. And you start to weigh it in. Like the question that becomes, you know, when does your hobby yeah turn now into beca- something yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And let's be honest, this has kind of gotten a lot bigger than anybody's traditional hobby. Usually, a hobby affects you and maybe your friends. Yeah. It usually doesn't affect tens of thousands of people from all walks of life across the world. Exactly. You know, when our third biggest market is fucking Norway, <laughs> then you know we've probably succeeded in life. I don't know why Norway is the the. Gold standard. Norway <laughs> loves the Emperor's Court. I don't yes. know what to say. The numbers are huge. Australia, Norway, Sweden, England, and uh, America. Those are the biggest markets we're in. And there's a smattering all over Europe I can, and I, I, Taiwan. I, I, I can understand Great Britain and Australia because they, you know, Great Britain and Australia speak the language. But yes. Norway. I mean, I, I understand they probably I, they probably have to. You're learn in Norway. English. What else are you going to do? Uh, you're in Norway. I don't know. If you're not running from some ski. crazed gunman, you're listening to the show. That's what you do. <laughs> We got some Swedish listeners. We got our dude in Israel who's part of the IDF. So, what is this we're looking at here? This is, uh, hang on. Now, you're right. I did yes, this up I know, yeah, for I, the sole reason that I wanted to play my. Here you, go. you know who get it real bad now? Chinese people. They're the only ones that be getting fucked over bad. You be teasing them and shit. Ever go in the restaurant and order up some food and Chinese dude be in there and then when he leave, you go like this. Oh, boy, you want to go. Everybody makes fun of the Chinese when they order some food up and shit. And they nice guys, they be all cordial shit. And of course, to follow up that racist remark by Eddie Murphy, we have a story from China. Uh, I think Xana sent this one in. Uh, from boingboing.net. China, awesome gentleman builds a homemade flying contraption powered by eight motorcycle engines. This thing looks crazy. And there's actually pictures of the damn thing. I don't know if Dunleft can throw them up in the uh, forums for you or in the uh, IRC. Local farmer Xu Sheng. How do you like that? Got it in one Local take. Local farmer. Starts the engines of his self-designed and homemade flying device. Looks like, kind of like a flying saucer. Uh, before a test flight in front of his house in Dashu Village on the outskirts of Wuhan, Hubei Province, September 21st, 2011. The round steel flying device, which costs more than 20,000 yuans, or like 50 cents American, is the fifth model made by Shu, a junior middle school graduate. Oh, he graduated wow. junior middle school. And a farmer. This guy's going up in life. <laughs> it measures around uh, 18 feet in diameter and is powered by eight motorcycle engines. Shu managed to hover for 10 seconds at about three feet off the ground during a recent test flight. That's it? You got to hover? 
the fucking Wright brothers flew 100 yards, and that was a 1900-something. This guy's in China. He's got like a great, he's like a junior, what, junior high school? Junior middle school. Junior middle school. He's like an eighth grader, although he's like four years old and with a leather jacket and flip-flops. I would love to know what got into his head that he was going to design something like that. Above, in August, he set up a propeller on the motorcycle engine of his self-designed and made flying device before the first test flight in front of his house. Well, good thing he tested it first. Right. Uh, well, he was able to hover. So Okay. I'm, congratulations. Congratulations. I, yeah, I, it, it's kind of... I, th- I think we need to file this under the thing that you mentioned before about when your hobby starts turning into something, <laughs> something else. <laughs> Something you need to stop. When you start becoming ridiculed by people. You know what? That's And people have been, been kind of pestering me uh, during the break about why it is I was hesitant to tell anybody about my successful hobby as it is. Look, and again, I explain it. Not everybody's going to take it the same way. No, no. You think you know a person. They tell, oh, yeah, well, I'm on the radio, on the Internet. Well, guess what? You already have some preconceived notions going in. Like, okay, wait a minute. All right, then you're probably in your basement. In this case, it's true. Talking on some little microphone to, like, you and your one friend. And that's kind of true because Highlander is here, but, again, in this case, the numbers don't lie. It's, it's become far more than a hobby over the years. I'd say so. And, Va- as, you know, as we've discussed, Voyeur actually made up a, a business plan for it uh-huh. that um, it's a very viable business plan, too. The problem is, in order to act upon it, I would, some... to, I would have to make it my job. Right. That would have to be the job. Now, look, Total Biscuit can pull it off, all right? But uh-huh. that's what he does all day, every day. And I don't know how good of a living he makes off of it. I've never – it's not really my business to ask him. No, and it's, I it's have kind of it. difficult to you – know. I know he's, he's traveling all over Europe during all kinds of tournaments. He's on TV and all that. So, Well, that's got to cost money, too. Although, if it's your job, you could write it off Some of them usually – well, I, he's in England, so I don't know how that well, works. I'm just saying for, for you, you. Right. Know. Um. And most of the time, I think that he gets expenses, usually. So, I again, I don't okay. know how much he's actually pulling in. Uh, yes, Rex, I, I saw the link. I will get to that, actually, in the mailbag. So, I'm catching up here on IRC. Apparently, they're debating. I'm guessing it's... Oh, what apparently there's some kind of patch or something that went into World of Warcraft. See, I, I don't follow this, so I have no idea... I, I guess they nerfed something, and everybody's called pissed and throwing their hands in the air. Oh, uh, whatever. Games are too easy. Well, to a degree, they are. <laughs> when you play Donkey Kong Country, it's got a mode for the game to play itself <laughs> to get you because you can't figure out how to make the jump, then yes, games become too easy. If you're that retarded, then don't play. You know, Candyland might like be the right Like this says, that first you don't succeed, failure's probably your specialty. So there you go. Now, what do you say we do this segment, sir, before we go on to another uh, article? All right. All right. So. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. If you're a fan of the Siphon Filter series and you're familiar with the studio that created it, Bend Studio, what you might not know is that Ben's studio started life out as Eidetic, and Eidetic created their first game in 1996, a game that was so bad it nearly killed them right out of the gate. That game for the Sony PlayStation was Busby, Bubsy 3D. I can't even pronounce it right. The fourth and thankfully last in the Bubsy side-scrolling game series, 
Well, let's be honest, you probably didn't even know there was a Bubsby series. Bubsy 3D did exactly as advertised, turned a 2D side-scrolling game into a 3D platformer. Sort of. You see, Bubsy can only move in a straight line, so when you're walking around, you have to go in a straight line, slowly turn left or right, and then continue on in a new straight line. It's like if you took a monkey with Down syndrome, beat him over the head with his own floppy retard arm, and then threw it and said, Go get it, boy! (laughs) But what makes it even worse with graphics, which are on par with the aforementioned Down syndrome monkey would draw, after fingering his ass, crapping his diaper, and playing the cymbals by hitting his head into them repeatedly. Then there's the voice acting. Bubsy apparently thinks the world of hip and cool is from the same universe as the television show America's Funniest Home Videos. Both aren't cool and both need to be shot in the balls. In another review of Bubsy 3D, one reviewer put it very succinctly, much more than I could. Bubsy's world looks like it was built out of old milk cartons by a group of first graders from a country that had never seen milk cartons before. And did I mention that they didn't have scissors, glues, or glue or hands and had to put them together while they were covered with bees? I should have because this goddamn game looks like ass. Any, any mean bastard can make a boring and unplayable game, but it takes a special kind of sadist to have Bubsy come on and scream obnoxious things at you every two seconds. You can almost taste how much the Bubsy 3D makers hated the children of America. But what really makes Bubsy 3D a steaming pile of fail is the fact that a very similar style game came out right around the same time as Bubsy 3D. Another 3D platformer, only this one was completely revolutionary and is a landmark for 3D gaming. Maybe you've heard of it, Super Mario 64. Bubsy 3D, a drooling helmet-wearing retard clone of a game made for drooling helmet-wearing retards. Another stupid moment in video game history. From across the information superhighway, we have collected the stupidest moments in video game history. One thing I forgot to... Last time we had this kind of delay, some of the sound effects and the music, I remember, overlapped things we said. I, no one has actually mentioned it in IRC, so I'm guessing that has not been a problem so far this show. Okay. But uh, it just clicked on me. I was, I was watching the uh, sound levels jump up and down. That was why I didn't like it when it delayed itself. So, I see. Okay. Uh, I wonder how long Highlander spends on writing these segments. The imagery is so powerful and disturbing. I love it. Uh, truthfully, uh, I wrote that at 2 in the morning on my laptop in my bed last night. Or technically this morning. Nothing like waiting to the last minute. Exactly. Anything worth doing is worth putting off until the last minute. Solik says, I like to ride the short bus. L-I-E-K. Not as dumb as E.T. for Atari. Well, no, I mean, of course, that one takes the no, cake, that but one, that yeah. is in a shitstorm all itself. Yeah. And I think so, I've already covered that one. I just want to see how long the... Uh... Only four questions, but uh, they are quite long. This one, I think... Oh, this... Okay, I see. I, we've done, you've done something similar for uh, another game. Yes. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay. All right, so uh, this one has been intriguing me, and I wanted to discuss this with you. Cause there, uh, yes, I, 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 I found it. Uh, we yes. wanted to do it last yes. week, but we ran out of time, and I knew that you would love this so much that I've brought it back around again for a second time. But I'll tell you that I was a little disappointed that, I mean, there's some other great quotes that did not make it on here Okay, that a lot of people had. I mean, Horatio Nelson has a bunch sure. that didn't make it on here. Napoleon's got a few more that didn't make it on here. 
So, uh, anyways, this is from Crack.com. The 10 greatest uses of trash talk in the history of warfare. See, when I saw that, I knew this was right yes. up your alley. So you want me to read it, or are you going to read it? Uh, which would you rather? I'll read it. Go for it. Nothing about Hollywood is more unrealistic than the droll one-liners delivered in the heat of battle. Nobody's brain operates like that in real life. When facing imminent destruction, most of us just manage a few mumbled words followed by the sound of retching. Yet history records some badass trash talk that would put Schwarzenegger to shame. Some spoken in dire circumstances. Of course, it takes a certain type of badass, like our number 10, King Leonidas at the Battle of Thermopylae. We've devoted a fair amount of analysis to the events of the movie 300 before, not, so much beca- not because so much of it is bullshit, but because a lot of the more awesome elements of the story they are, re- are regarded by historians to be true. Yes. The Spartans' ability to trash talk is among them, and that's actually very true. In fact, uh, part of their training was required to be uh, witty, so to speak. Believe it or not, it was almost like I, there's really no comparison to it, but it'd be almost like a like a yo like a your mama contest kind of thing. Yeah, where one person the had closest say thing you could do is someone else had to say something else to top them. As uh, the closest thing you can come to it is this: how the samurai were trained to be poets or to be uh, prolific writers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, again, it's something you're taking that has absolutely nothing to do with the warfare you're training for. No, no, but this is more like they were kind of trained to be witty. In fact, yes. if, if, if we get around to it, if ever, there's actually an entire Wikipedia article with, like, witty things that Spartans have said throughout history. And a I lot tr- of them are pretty badass. I, I try to remember, there's actually a term for it. And I, God, Laconic wit. Thank you. Because uh, yes. La- Lacedaemonia is actually the name of the uh, polis of Sparta. And Sparta is like the capital of Lacedaemonia. And there's your history nerd. There's your history nerd. The, go ahead. So anyway, we've devoted a fair amount of analysis to the events of the movie 300, not because so much of it is bullshit, but because a lot of the more awesome elements of the story they are regarded by historians to be true. Spartans' ability to trash talk is among them. Prior to the battle, it was determined that Sparta submit. It was demanded that Sparta submit to the overwhelmingly powerful Persian army by its ambassador. When he demanded that the Spartans surrender their arms, Leonidas had an answer. Come and take them. Or in the original leak, Molan Labe. The Spartans are kind of famous for being able to not give a fuck in very few words, like I've like said before. <laughs> and this was their masterpiece. Yeah. This simple Greek phrase somehow managed to roll every top badass one-liner into two words. Alternate interpretations include over my dead body and bring it. And the aftermath, this was, of course, the official foreplay to the Battle of Thermopylae, where a lot of the most badass overacted lines from 300 would actually be spoken. Yes, that stuff about how Spartans would fight in the shade of the enemy's arrows and dying in hell, well, Hades, is actual historically documented fact, which is true. Also, you know, come back with your shield or upon it. Yes, that's yes, a true yes. one. The other one about uh, I brought more soldiers than you did actually didn't happen at 300. It had it at Thermopylae. It happened about 200 years later. Uh, Sparta and their allies were okay. having a meeting together, and the allies were like, well, how come you get to do everything? You know, we have more people than you do. So the Spartan king was like, all right, everybody stand up, stand up. So everyone stood up. And they're like, all right, sit down if you're a potter. Sit down if you're a blacksmith. Sit down if you're this, that, and the other thing. And he kept saying stuff until the only people left standing were the Spartans. Right. And then he said, you know, this is the reason why we are in charge, because we bring more soldiers than you do. Anywho, number nine, General Robert Nivelle at the Battle of Verdun. And this is where I, I kind of started to lose it. I, this is fine, uh-huh. and this is cool, but there were several, also by French guys, during the battle, or, or during World War One, like... What was it? Uh, was it General Foch? She's like, it's right on my left, it's right on my right, you know, advancing or right. attacking forward, something like that. Right. 
Pretty badass, so go ahead. On June 23rd, 1916, about halfway into one of the bloodiest battles in World War I in human history, French General Robert Nivelle issued an order to his tired and tattered troops forced to stand against the impending German forces. Their order was simple. The quote, they shall not pass. Or rather, I'm going to butcher this, vous ne le lazarez pas passer mes camarades. It's not a very badass language, French. But the shorter, punchier form is the one that everyone heard and remembered, and we mean everyone. In the aftermath, this simple phrase electrified the troops to the point that it was made immortal. They shall not pass became the definitive slogan for the soldiers defending the Manuel line. Maginot. Maginot. And achieved cultural immortality soon afterward. The phrase has appeared on books, posters, medals, and continues to be used as the defiant slogan for numerous movements throughout the 20th century and beyond. And Gandalf. Number eight is Genghis Khan at the Siege of Bukhara. If there's one thing history has taught us is that anyone who picked a fight with Genghis Khan was likely to experience a ton of rapidly approaching ass-kickery. And this is true. He literally wiped yes. an empire from the face of the earth. Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything. Buildings, would, farms, stones like the Romans did the Carthage. He would show up and he'd be like, look, either you can all leave and live and we'll burn your town to the ground or you can stay and then we'll just kill you all and then burn your town to the ground. Which he did, but in this particular... And he did spare towns that submitted. Yes. However... In this particular case, once this happened, he spared no one. He never gave anybody right. the option. He just leveled the entire empire, killed off the caliphate. It never recovered. Shah Muhammad II of the Khwarezmian, yes, Khwarezmian Empire, found this out the hard way when he insulted Genghis by killing his messenger. This not only resulted in one of the most brutal acts of revenge in history, but one of the most systematic dismantlings of a civilization in history. Some Khwarezmians called the destruction of entire nation over one messenger's slight overkill. The Khan had an answer for them. The quote, I am the flail of God. If he had not committed great sins, God would not have sent a punishment like me upon you. Yes, Genghis Khan was something of a supervillain. In the aftermath, Genghis Khan went on to become a legendary leader, fighter, and lover, whereas you don't see a whole lot of Khwarezmians around. Shah Muhammad II spent the rest of his days in forgotten exile on an island in the middle of nowhere, no doubt fully aware of the fate of his empire suffered due to his terminal lack of good manners. At number seven, it's John Paul Jones at the Battle of Flamborough Head. An American makes the list. Here we go. John Paul Jones, the father of the American Navy and the one-time temporary conqueror of England. That was funny. Yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> found himself in dire straits on September 22nd, 23rd, 1779 during the Battle of Flamborough Head. While dueling the HMS Serapis, Jones's boat was outgunned, undermanned, and ultimately sinking. Having clearly won, Captain Person of the Serapis asked Jones if he was ready to surrender. Any sensible sailor would realize certain death was the only other option. But John Paul Jones was not a sensible sailor. According to the English, he was, in fact, a flat-out pirate. From a sinking ship whose decks were awash with blood, Jones shouted, the quote, I have not yet begun to fight! After this ballsy proclamation, which likely had the, op- had the, op- the opponent in stitches, Jones actually began to fight. He rammed his ship into the Serapis, cleared its deck with sharpshooters, and had his men storm its deck with swords and grenade bombs like the pirates they totally weren't, honestly. Oh, the irony. Sir Henry Morgan, Sir Frederick Drake, Francis, Francis Drake. Jones's ship was lost, but Jones and his men had no problem commandeering the Serapis. He sailed it to the Dutch Republic, where Jones was hailed by the drug lords in Amsterdam as, quote, the terror of the English. <laughs> Upon hearing that Captain Pearson, who had also survived the encounter, had been knighted for valor at Flamborough Head, Jones added to his list of awesome quotes with, should I have the good fortune to fall in with him again, I'll make a lord of him. 
At number six, it's another American, Oliver Hazard Perry in the Battle of Lake Erie. Our very own. Exactly. The Perry Monument is actually here, in, or just actually in North of Cleveland. So I Bay. have been there many times. Commodore Oliver Hazard Perry was a type of man that Crack's list were invented for, starting with his impossibly ballsy name. When he engaged the Royal Navy in the Battle of Lake Erie during the War of 1812, the 27-year-old Perry famously boasted, if a victory is to be gained, I will gain it. And he meant it. Perry experienced slight setbacks, like his flagship getting sunk while he was on it, but the battle was nevertheless one of the most spectacular naval victories in U.S. history, so much that it's marked the first time a British naval squadron had surrendered, ever. As the ships were now the property of the U.S. Navy, Perry sent a message to General William Henry Harrison to let him know about the recent acquisitions. The message described all Perry felt there was to describe about such a historical victory. The quote, We have met the enemy, and they are ours. Perry became one of the most beloved heroes of the war alongside the ranks of future presidents Andrew Johnson and William Henry Harrison. Austin, Ohioan. Had he not perished just a few years later, it very well could have been him sitting in the presidential chair instead of Harrison. Now the best we have to offer is a stamp. So you want to switch off that we're halfway through? Sure, go ahead. Actually, I was, and there, like I said, there's a couple here that I was really hoping to see. Uh, I'll get to them a little at the end here. Uh, Pierre Jacques Intan Cambron at the Battle of Waterloo. He was one of the uh, generals of the Imperial Guard. Actually, I thought this was further down the list. The situation. When the Battle of Waterloo turned into a giant clusterfuck for Napoleon in France on uh, June the 18th, 1815, England called upon the surrender of General Pierre Cambron. Actually, I thought he was a, a sergeant. Actually, now that I think about it. Um, there is confl- No, let's see. Now he was a general. I was right. He's the Viscount Cambron. For some reason, I thought some people uh, actually gave credit to a sergeant for yelling it out. It doesn't matter. Anyways, Anyways uh, England called upon the surrender of Pierre Cambron of France and the remnants of Napoleon's Imperial Guard. Cambron knew that no matter what his reply would be, it was guaranteed to be repeated far and wide in the annals of military history. So he made his answer count. Bullshit. In 1815, Mayer was a bit of a super swear word, so defiant and ungentlemanly, that in today's cheated terms, it would be like the French having their answer delivered with a ten-minute rant by a coked-up Dave Chappelle in a 1980s Eddie Murphy, then projecting a giant dong in the sky. Hell, even Ernest Hemingway was impressed. The aftermath. Sure enough, Cambrone was forced to surrender the old guard at Waterloo, but as a mortal insult to the English went down in history as the word of Cambrone. And that isn't entirely true. Actually, what ended up happening was the group that actually set out said bullshit, and this is where this is the history nerd of you getting through. Yes, yes. There was actually several squares of Imperial Guard that were holding off the advancing English. The old guard, old guard was actually gunned down to a man. That square that was holding them off when the sergeant walked to the front and said, Bullshit, they brought up cannons and just mowed them down. Oh, wow. Now, they did capture other guards, but they were middle. These were not, this wasn't the same group. Anyways, Merritt would go on to be appear in popular culture, the most famous example being Victor Hugo's Les Miserables, and the word even got etched onto Cambron's statue in Nantes. Nantes? That's the kind of legacy most of us can only hope for. Number four, Sparta, the Third Sacred War. I love this one. This one, this is one I thought could have been number one. This is my favorite. Sometimes the best tr- trash talk is uttered in reply to someone else's trash talk. Which brings us to Philip II of Macedon, the Sith lord-like father of Alexander the Great, who possessed such an insatiable appetite for war and conquest that the fates themselves cursed his legacy by having Val Kimmer play him in the movie Alexander. Yeah, I was, I was so disappointed. That was a that bad movie. Because I, oh, I, no. I love Alexander the Great, and I was like, a movie? All right, here it comes. And it was it's bad. Like, yeah. Bad across the board. After maxing out his army's tech tree and throwing his enormous weight around in the Third Sacred War, 
Philip turned his eye toward the oiled abs of Sparta. So in 346 B.C., he decided he would do a little smack-talking of his own to the Spartans and said, quote, You are advised to submit without further delay, for if I bring my army on your land, I will destroy your farms, slay your people, and raise your cities. The Spartans answered, If. <laughs> As in, that's the only relevant word in all of your tough talk. The aftermath. Sure enough, it never happened. Both Philip II and his son Alexander ended up spending the remainder of their military careers fighting as far away from Sparta as humanly possible. Although they were eventually conquered. Well, yeah, I mean... They were conquered by uh, Alexander's uh, regent. And then later, which was... Antipater. Yeah. So they told me he had the south. Seleucus had the east. There's four of them. Huh? No, y'all, no, no. This Are you was about the region or his generals when they broke up. The region. Up? Alexander the okay. Great was still alive when he Sparta put him in charge conquered. of Greece. Right. Okay. Yeah. Antipater was the one in charge of Greece. And this is Saint Joan of Arc at the siege of Orleans. Uh, this is what pretty much put her on the map as a general. Yeah, absolutely. Prior to her arrival at the siege of Orleans during the Hundred Years' War, the maid of Orleans, Joan of Arc, dictated a message for the English to let them know what they were in for. The letter from Joan to the Duke of Bedford. Leader of the opposing forces reads like a curious mix of flowery ranting and religious zeal. That is, right up until the end, when Joan suddenly gets down to business. The quote, The maid and her soldiers will have the victory. Therefore, the maid is willing that you, Duke of Bedford, should not destroy yourself. Note how smoothly she enters Captain America mode, using her code name for effect, while delivering her enemy matter-of-fact statements about certain death. The aftermath? Alas, the Duke, he did not listen. And whether or not Joan was schooled in warfare by the same archangel who uppercutted Lucifer to the pit, she and her troops were the battlefield equivalent of the Konami Code, tearing the English new ones in more places than syphilis in one of the most decisive battles of all time. True. William T. Sherman in the Battle of Atlanta. It wasn't much of a battle. In May of 1864, Major General William Tecumseh Sherman was given the task of invading Georgia with three federal armies with the objective to take Atlanta. With Grant stuck in the uh, mud outside of Richmond and Lincoln's presidency on the line, the outcome of the Civil War, and the, thus the fate of the United States, hinged on how effectively Sherman could wreak havoc. Luckily, Georgia ranked very high in Sherman's personal things I want to punch in the face list. <laughs> he proceeded to take a part in the exact manner that he could be expected from a man that even in official portraits managed to look like this. It's like an alcoholic Napoleon. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, although that was Sheridan. When Sherman finally hit Atlanta within reach, Mayor James L. Calhoun sent Sherman a letter begging that his city be spared from the Union attack. German's response, Sherman's response was, you might as well appeal against the thunderstorm. Or, to quote it in full, you might as well appeal against the thunderstorm as against these terrible hardships of war. He did also mention that he's only doing this out of duty and, quote, when peace does come, you may call on me for anything. Sherman managed to work Atlanta into such a pants-shooting evacuation frenzy that a chunk of the city had actually blown itself up by the time he got there. Out of principle, he wrecked the rest of it nonetheless. <laughs> now, this I have, I've, I've read about. This is cool. Uh-huh, yeah. And it actually did happen. Number one, Philip Sheridan's drinking his best left uninterrupted. <clears throat> the Battle of Missionary Ridge is, this is the Battle of Chattanooga, for those who don't know. it's Part of it, yeah. Part of it. Is one of the most those odd pages in Civil War history that should be required reading in every classroom, but tends to end up as a minor footnote because it's just too awesome. And all got started when Union General Philip Sheridan was insisting, I'm sorry, instilling confidence in his men while keeping a flask of some liquid confidence of his own close by. Suddenly, he spotted some Confederates peeking down on him from their high ground on Missionary Ridge. 
So, being an officer and a gentleman, he raised his flask to them and calmly toasted, Here's at ya. Well, the Confederates, pissed off at this display, responded with a volley of gunfire that splattered the Irishman and his Union officers with dirt. Sheridan, his toast so rudely interrupted, turned to his assailants and roared, That was ungenerous. I shall take your guns for that. His army promptly mistook this outburst as an order and stormed up the slopes toward the Confederates on Missionary Ridge, along with the seething Sheridan himself. While Sheridan's bewildered superior, General Ulysses Grant, was left wondering what the hell was going on. The aftermath? The Confederates fled in panic, with angry Sheridan in hot pursuit. He didn't stop until he realized that they had won ages ago, and he was in fact the only Union general who was still fighting. The Battle of Missionary Ridge was a spectacular victory that caused the South the war in the West, and elevated Grant to the command of all Union armies, which in turn didn't hurt his future election as president. As Grant would later remark, to Sheridan's prompt movement, the Army of the Cumberland and the nation are indebted, except for his prompt, swift pursuit. So much in this way would not have been accomplished. So yeah, Sheridan and his hip flask helped shape the nation. Now there's some that didn't make it in here. I was disappointed. Yeah, there are some. Like the one where uh, where uh, Horatio Nelson is getting his ass kicked. I think it was against the Dutch uh-huh. at uh, was it the Battle of Denmark Strait, something like that. And the flagship sends a signal up because they used to have uh, flags, basically telling him to turn around and run away, to just do withdraw. And he's blatantly ignoring it. The lieutenant runs over to him. The lieutenant's like, you know, sir, don't you see the flagship's telling us to withdraw? So he looks at the guy and then turns away and says, I see nothing. Keeps on fighting, and they actually turn the battle around and won it. Uh, another one is, uh, what is it, the uh, 101st and the 82nd uh, Airborne. Uh-huh. Actually, I think it was the 101st, the 101. You're talking about the... At Pistone, uh, the Battle of the Bulge. Nuts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Balls. Nuts. It's nuts. When they was asked to surrender. That's not on there. That's huge. That's classic. Nuts. Yeah. And that's what he meant was balls. Suck my balls. I'm not during, the, uh, during the break, I'll show you the, the page I'm talking about with all the different Spartan things. All the different Spartan quotes? Okay. Some of them are really good. I like them. Let's see. Um... Oh, shit. It's already 830. God damn. We, to, we have to do that. We had another hour to go. I told you up front we weren't going to get to everything. It just wasn't going to happen. No. But I'm glad we got to that one. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, just reading something. Okay. Uh, Who keeps coming in and out of uh, I have a ventral. I have no I know idea. you guys can't hear it at home, but someone's it's coming in. left. I think it keeps disconnecting. Oh, uh, okay. back in. All right. <laughs> now, this particular person I think would be actually fun on the mic. I just don't know if she would actually do it. That might actually be entertaining. All right. Let's get to the uh, mailbag because... Damn, I, I didn't know that was going to take as long as it did. I should have, but I didn't. Well, what are you going to do? Well, right Found now, I'm, no, I'm going to look for my stupid sounder because it keeps moving as we add stuff to oh. it. The post office delivered your hate mail to the house again. Anything worth looking at? No, just the usual death threats, letter bombs, and human feces. You always make it sound worse than it is. How do you know it's human feces? You can always send in your questions, comments, and opinions to emperor1g at cox.net. Those of an unfunny nature. All right, first up is Goomba Boy. So you were at the part about how you had to cut part of the comments because of the higher-ups at work might get upset. Just as I am sitting there thinking probably not, after all, who have we been shooting for the last decade? My phone rings with the, auto, with the same auto message. Soon as you said someone was calling you, I knew who it was and would have paid money to see your face when you saw who was, it was calling right after your comments. It was pretty priced. It was. It, I shit you not, the timing could not have been better. Uh, Emp, 
what the fuck is going on with the word of the emperor? You go go from three to two days, and yet you still haven't done anything, you deaf, lazy bastard. I hate your dumb face. Love, little Rex. P.S. You still suck, console fag. Get a computer. <laughs> wow. There's some there's some serious pile towards legal tender. It's hard enough to get his ass to come over and do a show. What's going on in your life, little Rex? See, someone kill your dog or something? Fuck everything. See, now she's teasing me. She's so mean. All right, uh, this one. Uh, this is an update from Archbishop. Uh, Emperor, the Clan Imperial Guard WoW Division did more rated battlegrounds last weekend. We finally had enough guildies in the raid to achieve the guild challenge for rated battlegrounds, earning a million and a half guild experience and 250 gold per win for three wins. I'm assuming that's a lot. The guild hit level 13 on Saturday and is already halfway to level 14. Now that, I do know, takes forever. Shriggs and Isaac found a guild claiming to be gay, lesbian, bi, and transsexual friendly guild, which boasted kicking people insensitive to those groups. Isaac probably directed their officers to the quickening for some family-friendly fun. (laughs) (sighs) Pissing off the internet three hours at a time every week. To hell with your three-hour break from internet porn. That's what should be our new one. Pissing off the internet three hours at a time. There you go. We're going to have a couple of quotes. we got to go back and make some more t-shirts. Yeah, we got to do Damn some it. stuff. More listeners have made level one characters for the guild. We hope to see more. And that's when the Archbishop shrinks. For those interested, you can join us on, well, you can join the uh, guard on Coilfang. That's the U.S. server. It is a player versus player server. <laughs> trying to think. What is the sadder emotional video game moment you have ever witnessed? For me, it would be, spoiler alert... Dom's death in Gears of War 3, if you have not seen it, watch it and tell me what you think from the Pork Swordsman. I know what yours is. Yes. Um, I got to think what mine But you know what? Be. That was probably the most... Def- I mean, that's when... But when that was emotions- like years Yeah, but years that ago. was defining. Nobody ever done it before. I, that's why I think it, it, it was such a, a... It was such an impact because... Go no ahead one and had- tell them what you're talking about because I'm sure they don't know. Oh, I'm sure they do. If they listen to the show more than an, uh, you know, a couple episodes, they'll know. No, the death of Eris in Final Fantasy VII. Yes, yes. That was the most impactful, to me anyways, because it's the first. Go on. The saddest moment I've ever witnessed. I don't know. I mean, I don't really get too overly emotional about video games because they're video games. I mean, it's not like real life where I'm actually concerned that someone's going to die or anything like that. Uh, I guess, if I have to pick something, I guess maybe the... uh, near the ending of Metal Gear Solid 4 where Solid Snake is uh, trying to make his way to that last final room and the, the corridor is being literally microwaved and he's being like microwaved to death and he's like crawling trying to make his way to that room to stop the world from blowing up or whatever shit. I mean, that, that's pretty sad, I guess. But nothing really comes to mind that like, holy shit, you know, downer. Well, you know what? I think at this point, at our age, we've become so jaded with everything anyways. That might have something that to do I don't with know that... that well, I mean, like I, said, like I was saying before, it's, it's a video game. I don't get too emotionally involved. Right. Well, and keep in mind, when we were playing those kind of games, we were off a hell of a lot younger. Sure. And like I said, it, for at least mine, that was the first of its kind. Now, I mean, when's the last time you teared up for anything? I, a book, <laughs> a movie, a song. Holy crap. Is there anything? Cause I, is there anything? Yeah, I, I have. Like, uh, first time I saw Old Yellow when I was little, I cried when he got shot. No, I'm talking recently. Oh, yeah, recently? When, you're, when oh. you're younger, I don't think it really counts because you've, you've got no filter for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nowadays, um, I mean, scary movies, they don't bug me. I mean, emotional movies, they don't really bother me. Scary movies, okay, well, scary movies generate a response from me. Or, like, scary games because... Uh, I mean, you might, you know, like, speaking of scary games, holy crap. I've been playing this one called Am- Amnesia, Dark Descent. Mm-hmm. That is my new scariest game of all time. 
Really? Scarier than Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly. Huh. It's amazingly scary. Holy crap. Part of it is because you can't fight anything. You have no weapons. So, like, if, like, a big beast or something comes, you have to hide. Otherwise, they're going to kill you. So that's, that, <laughs> okay. that, that, that's part of the scary part is, that, like, if something's coming, you can't do shit about it. You've got to, like, run and hide and hope he doesn't find you. High Emperor and co-host. So at this point, they're going to give you the props. Well, it's because you and Varyar kind of trade in and out. Man. By the way, if this person was actually doing the show, I think we could see. I think I'd like to pit this person. Oh, God damn. That'd be great radio. What? We we pit her against Varyar in a drinking contest. Over the course of three hours, we see which which one can put away more beer. And I mean, could you just imagine the show deteriorating as, the, as it goes on? It would be a, a, a beautiful disaster. It, it would be a, a magnificent train wreck. Yes. Maybe we can get Baron to come in here, too. Whoa. Do, oh, wow. Whoa. You want to talk about editing? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what your opinions I- opinion is of the Occupy Wall Street event and wanted to know how Americans are reaching forward towards or re- reacting towards it. Well, I'll tell you one thing, uh, Gracia, before we go any further. Most Americans don't know this. I don't know if you read up on this. No, I've, I've, I've followed. Um, I've, I'm actually surprised that the, the media hasn't followed it more. Because I've, it was small. Right, it, really it was small. Right. It's kind of growing. I mean, I know that they expected to get more people initially. Right. They, they expected like 20,000, and they're only getting about like a couple Three. hundred. Yeah, a couple hundred. Oh, you're getting, no, it's no, up to thousands now? Because I know it's They claim 3,000. The cops I thought it was claimed a it was hundred. a few hundred. That's what I thought it was a couple hundred. How do you feel that the media and the government has remained completely silent? Uh, well, they I, haven't made completely silent, but right. the, the problem is that now the story is that no one's covered. The, right. the, the media is talking about the fact that the media is not talking about it. That, that's on. like the story. And there's something else to this. I'll get to it at the end. For me, this event is enlightening as it truly shows who is the boss of the, quote, free press in the government. CNN and BBC have not reported on this at all. In fact, you have to search Occupy Wall Street to find two or three articles about this event. Ironically enough, I saw it on Fox News. Here in Moscow, Russia, yes, I am a commie, born in the USSR, no one has the slightest idea about what's going on, and no news network is reporting anything. I'm guessing it's the same in the rest of Europe. All right, well, Grisha, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Putin is running for president again. So yes. get used to it. I would get used to that. I'm surprised they don't have it on, on Russia today. That's, uh, that's their kind of worldwide whatever. I would also uh, like to ask if you would consider moving the show either a bit earlier by two hours so Europeans can li- fuck Europe. Uh, see, yeah, I, I knew where that was going. I was, I'm, I'll just God back damn, you're you trash. Go. I'll just let you go. On. Can suck my ass. Listen to it like everybody else. I continue. So Europeans can listen to it at night or two hours later. So if we get up and we can listen to it early in the morning. Otherwise, I and some other Europeans have to listen to the podcast of the show starts in the dead of night for me, two a.m. to four to five a.m. Cheers, go Grisha, go. Okay. Dear well, M, can you move your show to midnight over here so that I don't have to get up? I knew. I well, I, look, the show used to be what we used to do nine o'clock to midnight, and we moved it back. Way, yeah, way. That was that was years ago. Yeah, on the other network. Yeah, we moved it back so most of the euros could listen to us. Yes, Grisha, you're kind of in an oddball thing because you're all the way in Russia. Yeah, I gotta Russia's, be honest with you. Russia's weird. The vast majority of our listeners are coming from Scandinavia and they're coming from England uh, and Australia. And uh, well, which is right, but it's, it's a totally different day. Right, it's the opposite yeah, direction. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. I would take it under advisement. The problem is with, look, if we could set it back to a single day again, whether a, a, was it, a Sunday is when we, we tried to do yeah. this. Okay, it used to be Saturday, then it was Sunday, all right? Then it might be able to swing it. The problem is if I'm starting a show at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, that kind of shoots the whole day. Yeah, because we're done by seven, which means there's nothing I can do at night. There's yeah. all, not a whole lot I can do in the afternoon. And plus, you're, you're missing, uh, we're missing our, our football games on Sunday. Right. 
So which is big for yeah. which is big over here. You know. So it's Obviously. not gonna be Saturday afternoon because I'll be damned if I'm missing the Buckeyes and the the Fighting Irish. Right. And it's not gonna be on Sunday because I'm not gonna miss the Browns. Look, I'm a bigger base. I'm a huge baseball guy compared to anything else. Yes. But it's football season. There's, there's nothing going on. Right. And look, if you're waiting for basketball, shit, it ain't going to happen. There's not going to be a season this year. You don't think so? No. 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 I haven't been keeping up with it as much as I should, but uh, I, I guess I kind of They're thought not in the back. Talking. How I guess that? I thought in the back of my head that I thought they were going to They canceled all the preseason the games. Hour. They canceled all the preseason games. Wow. So, man, they're not even talking. The reason why no one's talking about this Occupy Wall Street thing is when you get a few hundred people, look, there's a huge difference between what's happening here and the whole thing. The reason why we're bringing this up and why it is relevant to this show is that the whole thing was staged using Twitter and Facebook and online stuff like that. Yes, it was. Yeah. And, and it still is. It's an ongoing thing. When you get tens of thousands of people in the streets of uh, Syria and Lebanon and Egypt and Tunisia and Libya, Iran, uh, Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. uh are you trying to think of every single Middle East? Bahrain. Yeah. All the ones that have, that have had this. Right. Okay. China. That's a big deal. Because people are shooting. People are getting killed. They're burning shit down. They're fighting for the very basics of freedom. No one gives a damn when a couple hundred hippies decide to take Wall Street because they don't like bankers. Well, guess what? They're, getting, they're eating meals. They've got you know, food on the table. They've got clothes on their back. No one is telling them they can't you know, protest or say something. That's the difference. You're going to actually cover somewhere where people are getting killed fighting for the very basic freedoms that we've enjoyed for 200 years because we already did that. That's why it's a story there and not here. And like Hollander said, they look, they're a victim of their own hype. They said, oh, thousands of people will take to the streets. It'll be the American spring. And then 200 unwashed hippies go to Wall Street and it's like, oh, who are these assholes? And that's it. They block some traffic. A bunch of them got arrested and that's it. It's not that big a deal. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, not yeah, not, not until not until it gets bigger. If it gets bigger, then it'll be a bigger deal. Look, but for right now, it's I'll not tell you that this big. much: if the economy doesn't turn around anytime soon, and I don't think it's going to, you're going to see people's frustrations really start to bubble yeah. over. I, then I, you'll I start seeing problems. Yeah, I think it's starting to happen, but I don't I don't know what's going to if if it, things keep getting worse. I really don't know what's going to happen. Look, they're not going to get any better. I, I don't I'm know. I'm telling what's you right happen. now, as a historian and as an economic nerd, I'm telling you. There is nothing in the cards that say anything's going to rebound in the next no, two to three years. I, I don't Not know a what's going to happen. Thing. I, I don't see the Democrats doing anything. Nope. I don't see the Republicans doing anything. The Republicans keep passing bill after bill after bill after bill after bill in the Congress, and then the Senate says, no, we're not going to vote on any of them. Well, it's like, what the fuck? Either it's a bad bill that doesn't you know, deserve to be voted on, or it's a legitimate bill, and at least put your name on there. It's, they don't even want to vote on Obama's bill. Read his set. I'm not going to vote on it. It's like, is, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. But then, Do something. Yeah. But see, that's the problem I have with the Republicans now too. They haven't. I haven't seen a one jobs bill come from the Republican Party. And oh that, no, no, and, and there's a punch. No, there's a punch. I haven't. You seen have one. to look at. I the Bayers had like one. three. They passed in the last three months or the last month. Three good ones. I've not seen one. There. Trust when I tell I you. Have to look. Go on Google. Do the research. They're I there. Have not Swear seen to God, one. they're there. All I know is that I just read. And they that's they what they dying, on. And they're dying in committee. Uh, Little Rex sends this along. A hey, some mic stands up for sale. For thirteen ninety nine, uh, the problem is that doesn't work. Right, Lorex, those stands probably would not work because these microphones are actually pretty heavy. No. These are very nice, heavy duty condenser. Like mics. the only way if we're going to upgrade, like you'd have to get ones and like nail them to the ceiling and have it come down. That Which would is what the, they do if this is like a real studio. Yes, that's yes. what they would do. Or have but like I'm a huge ass arm that you would right. maybe connect to the wall. I don't like you guys enough, so that ain't going to happen. Yeah, so there you go. 
Dear Emperor and Cohorts. Now you're just a cohort. Jeez, what the hell? <laughs> I was wondering your position on parents buying their young kids M-rated games. This comes up because I was at a Best Buy and watched a mom buy her what looked like a five-year-old Gears of War 3 without blinking an eye. Okay, that kid's got to have some serious micro if he's playing Gears of War. I guarantee he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. No. It seems to me that these clueless new-age parents are going to be the death of one of my favorite hobbies. Just wanting your thoughts on the matter and keep up the good work, Sergeant Box Turtle. Okay, that's... You actually have your metaphors mixed up. Because I would think hippie new-age parents probably would not be buying Gears of War 3. Yes and no, because I know a lot of people, uh, my age, that are parents that have kids that want to be their kid's best friend. They don't want to be a parent, they want to be a best friend. Oh, yeah, sure, buddy, I'll buy you that. We'll go home and play together. Or it's the whole, you know what, you can drink all the alcohol you want as long as you do it at my house and I'll mm-hmm. give you a beer. Look, how you want a parent is your own business. Who I, am I, I, I agree. to I, cast stones? If, if that's what they want to do, and um, right. you, know, you know your child better than I do, I'm not going to yes. make a snap judgment based on seeing something for 10 seconds. The Princess Imperial is now 11 years old. I don't, lo- I don't let her play violent video games like that. She doesn't want to watch violent anything with blood in it. She doesn't like. She's very girly like that, which uh-huh. I'm glad. Yes, she doesn't like the games. Just like I think is very responsible. And uh, folks, if you are a parent, send me a message real quick. Hit me up on IRC. Well, oh, I, 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 I think I, I'd like to hear from other parents because I guarantee a Highlander will get into a fight about this. Somebody's going to pitch a bitch and say we don't know what we're talking about. That kids can handle it. Look, you and I were able to play violent video games right. back in the no. day, and I mean, no if, one blinked an eye. If, if you're going to ask me a snap judgment, if, like, if I had a five-year-old, no, yes. I wouldn't let them. I would not But either. that's me. You know, that's I, you know, my, my views and my ideas don't have to be everybody's. You know, everyone's different. You know, maybe, I, I mean, I, I don't know if they were five years old. They were probably, you know what? Let, let's just say they were pretty yeah. young. They're probably too young to probably actually play a game like that. But just because I feel that way does not mean that everyone else has to feel the exact same way. And it also depends, too, on the, on the, on the kid. Look, at age 10, I was ahead of most 14-year-olds in a lot of things. So I could play a game like that and, and understand it for what it is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, to your point, a 5-year-old has no business playing a game like no. that. A 10-year-old probably has no business playing probably a game like not. that. No, I'd agree. Probably not. Right. Hi, almighty emperor and Highlander. Finally. I am a semi-casual listener. Love semi-casual? So you're not even casual. Wow. You're semi-casual. So you listen like... Why aren't you a regular is my question. Three times a year, probably. We're the premier online show anywhere on the net. Love the stuff you do, but due to the fact that I'm in Sweden, I often miss the live shows. God damn, another year of fucking whining. Move to America. No, don't. We have I, enough of you. I, I just have to ask you guys. Are, yes. are you guys like sadomasochists? Because... I, I'm trying to. I can probably count on my one hand the number of positive things you have said about Europe. Every every show, you always like fucking euros and European socialist bitches, and we seem to be raking in the listenership. I don't understand. It goes up. The month of August was our biggest month in. I don't. Ever. I mean, I'm glad ever. you're listening, but I I don't get it. I just have a quick question. What Facebook profile should I friend request in order to join the Facebook friend draft and to join your iron crew of awesome friends and fans? I forgot. We also have a fan page that I've never once used. Really? The station has set it up for us. Oh. They didn't know at the time we'd already set one up. Oh, I see. So they set it up, and people get confused sometimes. I forgot. Keep the good work up, and it's from Wacko. P.S. Sorry about my bad English. I'll blame it on English not being my first language. Actually, I, I have to tell you, uh, the way you've typed your English is better than some people that live in this right, country. Right, you've done very well. Which is very sad. Right. 
So you want to join the Iron's Friends list. Uh, The Iron Friends list, you want to join the Emperor's Court uh, Facebook, which is like the actual person's going to talk back to you. The show actually, you know, posts. The other one's a fan page. So don't do that. Look, it's real simple. Look for me wearing a blonde wig. It's not hard. (laughs) Just look for the, like, umpteenth comments making fun of me. Greetings, Mighty Emperor and his Joey's. What the hell's a Joey? I don't know. I'm Besides getting... a baby kangaroo. Uh, I, I don't know. And I, I, I'm actually quite pleased that he even knew that. I'm guessing Xanth must be an Aussie. Saw yet another article I thought you might be interested in. Crack.com's list of the worst superhero villain weaknesses. I saw, I saw that one. From bondage to an innate desire to actually lose, the only thing they have in common is that they f- all fail. Maybe we can do that one Enjoy regards... Because it's, it's a whole article. It's yeah. like the ones that we've been reading yeah. before. So. A question for Highlander if he turns up. What? As you, well, you don't always. As oh, okay. you know, I live in Britain. No, no, I'm, I'm just surprised oh, that there's okay. like a question for to me. To you, an actual legitimate I, question. I, I think this is the first time it's ever happened. And we don't have any conventions over here that I know of, so what would I like, uh, what would, what I would what like I to would... know is how do they operate over there in the States? Example, pay at the door, order a ticket, what cons are available, etc.? From the Pork Swordsman. Uh, there are lots of cons in Britain. Uh, if you're talking about science fiction ones, Easter Con is, is probably the biggest. That's the National British Science Fiction Convention. Uh, somehow we're gonna, our committee has to go to that one because we have to court the Euro vote, uh, for better or worse. Uh, as far as anime conventions, there's time, go, to, go to AnimeCons.com and it'll give you... And actually, there's a lot of sci-fi conventions on there, too. It'll list every single convention all around the world. There's a big map with all little markers, just like the Google thing. It just highlight Great Britain, and you will see all the different conventions. There's tons. I actually uh, talked to a friend of mine at work into going. Her and her boyfriend are going to Otakon this year. Oh, okay. Already bought the tickets, whole nine yards. Nice. They saw, I showed them some pictures of Otakon, like, and she's a big anime uh-huh. fan, so she's all about it. Um, most cons, even the ones over there, you can pre-register for a cheaper amount. Uh, or you can pay at the door. If you pay at the door, you're going to pay more money. So that's that's how they try because the cons want more money in quicker while they're trying to build stuff up. So they to in order to entice you to do that, they lower the price. So instead of like twenty pounds, uh, you'll pay like ten pounds if you pre-register that kind of thing. All right, Light and Dark sends this one in. Hey, Imp, saw this story and thought of you. The sheriff is awesome. An illegal alien in Polk County, Florida, who got pulled is. over in routine traffic stop, ended up ex- executing the deputy who stopped him. Holy shit. The deputy was shot eight times, including once behind his right ear at close range. Another deputy was wounded and a police dog killed. A statewide manhunt ensued. The murderer was found hiding in a wooded area. As soon as he took a shot at the SWAT team, officers opened fire on him. They hit the guy 68 times. Naturally, the liberal media went nuts and asked why they had to shoot the poor, undocumented immigrants 68 times. Sheriff Grady Judd told the Orlando Sentinel, quote, because that's all the ammunition we had. (laughs) Now, is that just about the all-time greatest answer or what? The coroner also reported that the illegal alien died of natural causes. When asked by a reporter how that could be, since there were 68 bullet wounds in his body, he simply replied... Quote, when you are shot 68 times, you are naturally going to die. That's from Light and Dark. I applaud that. My father's a cop of 35 years. I would have reloaded and shot again. Also from Light and Dark. Greetings, Almighty Emperor and Highlander. While streaming the show last week on my iPhone, or trying to anyways, fucking AT&T, I couldn't stop laughing at the poor fag you guys were calling on the phone. It also made me think, 
What if you guys pranked some asshat or a company that did you wrong in the past? Like uh, Pizza Slut as a show tidbit. Also, if we are already on the friends list before this Facebook face-off started, is there a way to join in the fun? I would like to throw my hat into the ring to all of the challengers off the Facebook. I know I asked you before to blow up my hometown stadium, Miller Park, and help them with their mid-inning relief pitching, but the crew captured the NL Central, baby, and I hope you will root for them in the playoffs. Well, I will root for the Brewers, um, as they did us a solid in 07, and let us use their stadium for our opening, uh, opening series. Yeah, I guess that's true. I know, because I froze my balls off in the upper deck of that snowstorm with six inches on the gr- of snow on the ground. When did you go to Milwaukee? I didn't. I was here in Cleveland. Oh, okay. Because Mystic Mim and I bought tickets for opening day because we almost always go to opening day. Right. And I said, hun, there's six inches of snow. They're not going to play this game. I don't want to be a pussy. We got to go. Come on. You're always saying we got to be the ultimate fans. That fans just don't go home early. Fine. We went up there. We actually were on ESPN for like like five seconds because we're the only people in the upper deck in the upper right-hand corner of Jacobs Field by ourselves. Nobody in the entire section. I'm talking... Like, a 1,000 seats in that section, uh-huh. me and her, and that's it. Three pairs of pants, two coats, blankets. They ran out of hot chocolate by the third inning. And Mike Hargrove, may he rot in hell, although I love Grover, came out there. We were one out away from a no-hitter. Paul Byrd had a no-hitter going in the fifth. And the snow is just coming down like crazy. And Mike Hargrove, who was the manager of the Seattle Mariners, comes out and starts arguing with the umpire, deliberately stalling, saying that his players couldn't see the ball because of the snow. He stands there and argues for at least five minutes till it's now a full-blown blizzard. Umpire calls the game. They moved the entire opening series to Milwaukee and played them there. To, like, huge crowds, too. Wow. So, yes, I will, uh, I will root for the Brew Crew. And fuck Prince Fielder and his, well, I'm not coming back to Milwaukee. The season's not, all, it's not even over, and he's already tag- telling them he's not coming back. He's going to go chase the money. Well, I'd like to know where the hell he's going to go. Since all the big money teams already have all their first basements locked up. Yeah, pretty up. much, yeah. You're going to pay somebody $20 million for being overweight, fat ass who DHs? Not likely. The Yankees will do it. Uh, I, they, they've got the money, but I don't know where they're going to put them. All right. Uh, the crew. It has been an awesome year here in Milwaukee with the Packers, the Badgers, and the Brewers. Uh, I don't like two of those, but have a great show as always. The faithful listener, Light and Dark. Da, 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 da. Continuing on. This is a long, this is a big mailbox. That's for me. Probably not going to get to that. Uh, no, you're not very interested, but I really like what they're doing with the companion character concepts for Star Wars. I don't care. That's from Mechahawk. I mean, no offense. I just, I don't, right. I don't like Star Wars. I, I never have. So it's so strange that you don't like Star Wars. No, I'm not a fan. Wow. Hail to His Imperial Majesty and the Oil Honor Guard. I'm going to keep up the elaborate greetings as long as I can with these emails. Another week is in another set of stories I thought may interest you, and this is from Xanth. A couple of them we've actually got yes. queued up. And the question is if we get to them or not. Xanth's always got some interesting stuff. Let's see. Uh, Philly Price. Apparently gamers can't tell the difference between reality and real life. Here's a link to the article. We will get to that one as well. That is also on our docket. Dear Emperor, very sorry for missing your calls last show, but I work from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. New Zealand time, Monday through Friday, which sadly means I have to miss out on the Emperor's Court being as you are a day ahead of us. I'm sorry, a day behind us. That said, I was very excited when I got home and got your messages. Phones in airplane mode uh, when at work. And couldn't wait for the podcast to come out. In all honesty, uh, it made for a very epic show, calling me, 
but was very sad that I wasn't able to talk to you guys and girl in person. That's right, because Mystic Min was sitting in Oh, that's right, yeah. If you send me your PayPal details and how much it costs you, I'd be very happy to refund the cost of the call. Love the show and have the next two weeks off work, so I'll be listening live. Keep up the awesome work. For the Emperor, sincerely yours, Louis Scott. P.S. My Skype name is Louis Stott. If you'd like to call me there next time. I don't know if we would like to call him, but, you know. For the Emperor! Moving on. Let's see. That is awesome from me. Oh, that's right. I, we didn't get to this one. Music downloading cost $675,000. This guy got screwed. What, did he uh, download a bunch of stuff illegally? Well, what ended up happening was, long and short of it is, oh, here's my explanation of benefits from uh, Netflix. Yeah, hell with you. Gamers solve AIDS. I found that one on Fox News, too. Okay. Uh, for the biggest email. Uh, War of the War. Uh, what? No. Okay. <laughs> I almost spilled the no, beans on that one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Another one for the mailbag real quick. Uh, Hello, Imp. I recently heard about your hands not being able to continue gaming anymore. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, or a lot of it. If that happened to me, it would be the equivalent of having breast cancer. I'd only wish this on a spokesperson for gay and lesbian rights. I would hope you get a better second opinion and could be treatable. Thank you. Thanks for hearing me. Uh, Vice Andre. I, so, I don't know why you would wish breast cancer on someone. I, I yeah, I, not, uh, not quite sure about that one. So, nor, nor I don't. I don't. Really, I don't follow the connection either. I, I didn't either. Do, um, do girls play games with their boobs? Well, you can always they have your breasts games. cut off and have them replaced. I can't do that with my hands, however. No. So, not unless you make a deal with the robot devil. Yes, I did like that episode. Of yes. course, then he comes back because he wants. To, can you imagine the micro I could do with those? <laughs> Yes, ladies, I've got devil hands, <laughs> and they're metal. I only put my name up there with the other robots just solidarity. <laughs> um, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot they can do about it. Now, they can give me a much larger dose of pain pills, and I wouldn't complain. The problem is I absolutely hate going through life always half asleep, and that's what they do to me. Right, right. Which I can never understand how people get high in this stuff, like Percocet and Vicodin. I never understood it because it makes me beyond tired. Hmm. doesn't make me... Maybe, people are like, oh, you get high. Like, maybe you're no, just it makes me tired. Maybe you just have a different uh, physiology. It could be. Different chemistry. You know, I, you know, and this is why I can't do drugs because I get nothing out of it. I mean, if I'm taking this pre- prescription stuff and it makes me you know, half awake. So with, without going on a, on a downer note right here, uh, is it just going to get worse and worse? And so yeah, kind of pretty much. Cripply arthritic hand guy? Or I have a, uh, and again, I, I rarely talk about myself on, on the show for obvious reasons, but you know, I let this cat out of the bag a little while ago. Um, and of course, you guys don't know all the details. I'm not going to give it to you because it's you know none of your business. I do have an MRI scheduled for a couple weeks from now. Wow. In fact, I need to call on that tomorrow. Uh, now that I think about it, but yeah, it's not really something you can do anything about. It just gets progressively worse as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and uh, I aggravated it. And, and this is, of course, this is their theory. When I was in high school and college. Um, even before I met you, I was uh, I played a lot of baseball. I was right. a pitcher. I did a lot of lifting. The problem was, and it was, and I know exactly what you guys could say. Oh, it's steroids? No, it wasn't steroids. I never took that. I took supplements. I never took steroids. I took like creatine, so it chopped you up a little bit, but in, you uh-huh. know, nothing. And they think that because the amount of pressure I was putting on my wrists between playing games and lifting at the same time, kind of accelerated it because it, it it we're just now finding out it runs in my family. Some of this. But it's not hitting until they're well into their 60s. Hmm. Okay. So I'm not even half that. 
so they're they're theorizing that it has just accelerated the problem. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> if I had known. So yeah, unfortunately there's there's not a whole lot I can do about it. As far as this guy with the music download, he downloaded illegal music. Okay. Was originally sued by the RIAA, may they rot in hell, and they won a judgment against him for six hundred and seventy five thousand dollars for like twenty songs. What? The jury came back and said that is a ludicrous amount of money for some bullshit songs. We award you sixty or sixty seven thousand dollars. Still a lot, but right. uh, that's still better. So the RIAA appealed that decision to the state Supreme Court, I think it's in Connecticut. Wow. Who came back and said they're reinstating the original price tag of six hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. The kid's a twenty year old physics student at Harvard is now going to have to pay $675,000 because he downloaded 20 songs. Well, he's obviously not going to pay it. He's going to have to declare bankruptcy and all that kind of shit. But still, that's On a judgment settlement like that, I don't yeah. know that you can. I think it's one of those that you Sure, you, you have to. You, you, you don't have... No, if, if, if something happened to you like that, you don't have $675,000. No, they just put a lien on everything you make from here on out. Right. So That's why you have to declare bankruptcy to get rid of all that. And, of course, the comments continue to stream in to my picture with the blonde wig. Thank you all so much. To hell with all of you. All right, we're way past it uh, for a break. We're going to take a quick break, come back. We've got the quickening yet with the Facebook face-off. I do want to get to at least two more of these, all right. at least two more of these articles. God, there's so many good articles. I know, and I haven't done the Word of the Emperor. I have not had time. Last week was very busy. I had two baseball games and baseball. So, so what, what do you do for the, for the Word of the Emperor? I usually take us, uh, one of the topics we don't get to. Okay. And I just talk for like 10 or 15 minutes, a little vignette. I do that two or three of those, and I throw them out there. Interesting. What I was running into is I was actually I, I was, you know, kind of towing the line with kayfabe and actually did them legitimate, uh-huh. my actual opinions. People got pissed. Really? They didn't want to hear my actual opinions. They want to hear me rant. They want to hear me complain about something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, so much for having a legitimate opinion on anything. So I, I've, I haven't done them since, because like, eh, I've been kind of wrestling with the whole thing. Right, yeah. Do I really want to put my opinions out there and get, try to have some legitimacy? I'd, or, I'd, I'd love to do some of those, but the problem is the time. I mean, it's, I, And it's, that's the other part it's, of it. It's hard enough to get over here for the show, obviously, to uh, you know, let alone do extra stuff like that. What the hell? Hang on. I'm going to pull this up here. I just saw this off the right. This is from September 26, 2011. I just want to know. Yeah, I is. figured that's when you're going to get. University threatens criminal, change, criminal charges over a Firefly poster. A professor at the University of Wisconsin is facing threats of criminal action for putting up a poster featuring a quote from the science fiction and television series Firefly. That's a hell of a show. Quote, you don't know me, son, so let me explain this to you once. If I ever kill you, you'll be awake. You'll be facing me, and you'll be armed. Now, if you're a Firefly fan, that quote will be instantly recognizable as one spoken by Captain Malcolm Reynolds. That was a badass show explaining to a new passenger one of the many interesting philosophies that governs his life. It also apparently has some resonance with Professor James Miller of the University of Wisconsin, who hung a poster featuring that quote and a picture of Mel Reynolds, also known as Nathan Fillion. But on September 16th, he received an email from the university police chief, Lee, uh, of course it's a chick, Lisa Walter, telling him that she had been taken down the poster because, of quote, it is unacceptable to have postings such as this that refer to killing. So Miller, a three-theater professor, replaced it with a different poster, a silhouette of a riot-gear-clad policeman putting a beat down at someone with the caption, Warning, Fascism. Fascism can cause blunt head trauma and or violent death. 
keep fascism away from children and pets. A few days later, that poster was gone, too, and Miller received another email from the chief saying it was taken down because it, quote, depicts violence and mentions violence and death. This time around, the university's threat assessment team was called in. Really? Somebody's actually pulling a salary from a major university to be on their threat assessment team? I'm, I'm betting they probably do something else that just happened to be on the threat assessment team. And you wonder why tuitions cost so much. Was called and it concluded, in consolation with the University General Counsel's office, that the poster could reasonably be expected to cause a material, material and or substantial disruption of school activities and to be consulted can, and be constituted as a threat and should therefore be removed. Wow. The day after the second poster was removed, Miller took the matter to the Foundation for Individual Rights and Education, which contacted the University of Wisconsin Chancellor Charles Sorensen with a request that the university stop censoring Miller, apologized for threatening him with criminal charges, and canceled at the threat assessment meeting. As of press time, Sorensen has not responded to the request. All over Firefly. That's such a, it was such a good show. It wasn't that good. Little Rex sucking up as always, as he actually enjoyed my <clears throat> legitimate opinions. Uh, I, look, I, I clicked back on here, and all I uh-huh. see is Tobler saying, those poor blokes, they no longer love tits. I couldn't live in a world where I don't love tits. I have no idea what they were discussing. What is that? I have yeah. no idea what they were talking about. I just, I came back in here, and that's all I saw. There's a thousand people talking all at once, and this is what I queued in on. I, okay, I'm, I'm following it up there. I think it was when we the one email from Talk way about, back. Yes, about women losing their breasts versus me losing my hands type yes. thing. Oh, okay, kind of. That's kind of a kind of a stretch, by the way. But yeah, whatever. All right, folks, we're gonna take about a ten minute break. Come back after that. We have two big segments, two articles. The quickening. Oh, my ass could be dragging at work tomorrow. This ain't getting done at nine thirty. Morning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back. This is Mystic Mim, and you're listening to The Emperor's Court. You can micro-me any day. Praise the Emperor. Game's over, loser. I have all the money. Compare your lives to mine and then kill yourself. All right, folks, we're back here on The Emperor's Court here on First World Productions, VTWProductions.com. I'm, of course, the Emperor, joined by Highlander. Always a pleasure. I, I think that's my favorite bumper music. Wait, what is that from? Uh, that's actually uh, Black Mages, the third album. Is it really? That's, I forget which Final Fantasy oh, okay. it is. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my, I don't, uh, speaking of music, I don't know what the hell I picked up to play. I, I just put my headphones on now. And I was listening to them. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is a shitty song. I, don't, I, I just grabbed it and threw it in there. So uh, What was it? I have no idea. Oh, really? I'm like, this isn't a song, really. It's well, if, if you didn't know what it was, it's probably from some video game. More than likely, it's just somebody sent me, oh, yeah, this this album's awesome. I downloaded it and threw it in there and never listened to it. So my apologies for that. I, it wasn't intentional punishment music. But remember, folks, one of the cardinal rules, and you know what, and I should probably check to see if IRC was doing this. One of the rules of the court, and we haven't done this in a, in a while because you guys have actually started listening. Yeah. There, there aren't too many rules, but the rules need to be adhered to. If you complain about the music, for whatever reason, bad or not, 
I will make it worse. I will punish you with far worse music. Don't test me. Now, I'm glad to see over the years we finally got into the habit now that we don't push the envelope. Don't fuck with them and everything's fine. <laughs> because it can and will get worse. I add sometimes people will send me bad songs. Everybody remembers the fart claps and all the other ones. I will whip those out and use them against you at a moment's notice. You have been forewarned. I'm just putting it out there. It hasn't been a problem in a while. I'm just saying. The other rule of the court is never tell me how to pronounce your name because I will make that worse. Yes. Just I, think, like, I think those are the only two rules. Just like have. Master Queef, just like the Pork Swordsman, just like the Sausage Queen. We never heard from them again, now did we? Well, Actually, we heard from the Pork Swordsman in the mailbag. Yeah, yeah, we did. And Master Queef is probably lurking around somewhere. He's what I find ironic, I don't know if ironic is the word, but they, that they adhere to it. I mean, if it's it's the internet. They could just call themselves whatever. And be like, screw you, Emp. I'm not changing my name. What are you going to do? Find me? But they they change but they their name. And they, they play along with it. I don't. Get well, it. I will ban your ass from IRC and and, and the the uh, network. But you can still listen to the show. But Merakai, what if I like the punishment music? Well, that's not the point. You're not supposed to like it. You sick bastard. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? All right, we want to get a couple more of these out of the way before we get to the uh, the quickening and the Facebook face-off. Uh, uh, that one's not worth it. No. 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 There it is. This is what I want. Okay. MMO subscription revenues in decline. Go ahead, Hollander. For the Escapismagazine.com. For the first time since 2002, the overall cash generated by MMO subscriptions has dipped. The culprit? Free-to-play games. Eurogamer reports in 2010, MMO subscriptions amassed $1.58 billion. Very good. But not as good as the year before, 5% less. Compare that to growth of 10% in 2009 and growth of 21.6% in 2008. You can appreciate why, why Screen Digest believes 2010 to be a pivotal year. From here, Screen Digest predicts, the hill will slope downward. By 2015, we're told that the annual MMO subscription haul will diminish to $1.33 billion. The report found that money made by microtransaction games had, on the other hand, increased sharply. In 2010, microtransaction MMOs made $1.13 billion, which is 24% more. You know, we said this over a year ago. We can go back to the archives and pull it if need be. We both said this is how games are going to go. It's going to go to the microtransactions. People yeah. are going to buy their stupid little hat, buy a fucking little pet, and they're going to stop paying subscriptions. Exactly. We called it. Yeah. Now, Eurogamer makes a specific point to say that the dip is not indicative of any specific drop in the subscriptions of any particular MMO. World of Warcraft is still pulling in a huge amount of cash and will continue to do so until Blizzard launches another MMO. That said, it does seem that the free-to-play model is the wave of the future. It's simply easier to lure in games, gamers with promises of free gameplay. And despite petulant internet whining, players really don't seem to mind supporting development via ads and microtransactions. And I, I got to tell you, uh, it's, it's just to uh, tie this in, uh, one of the things we're doing for Worldcon, we're thinking about doing, is making Worldcon free for like certain places, like go to the dealer's room or maybe the game room, something like that, so you can get in for free, and then if you want to see everything else, you have to pay. Almost in the same the problem vein, is almost that same be, with, with this right that here. That becomes a logistical nightmare if you're trying to stop everybody at the door to prevent them from going in one place or going in another, because they got to check badges, got to check this. That, I, that's not very practical. That, that happens at actually conventions all the time. That's actually what security does is check badges. I know that for, they do it for like the dealer's room at like Otakon, right? Or it's just but I see, don't really, know. see, really, the, to be totally honest with you, I wouldn't care if somebody snuck in because as long as we get them in, 
I'm confident that if we can get those people in, they'll probably stick around. Not all of them, but a percentage of them. So if someone happens to sneak into a panel and not supposed to, I really wouldn't care. But anyway, getting off topic. As Eurogamer says, quote, subscription MMOs will slowly become the exception rather than the norm. The article can't fault the logic, but as a longtime MMO player, it has to wonder if what this economic shift might do to the larger, more creative titles in the genre. Will developers still be granted the free reign to cobble together creative, expensive games if the publisher paying the bills isn't guaranteed the sweet revenue stream generated by monthly subscriptions? Are we going to see smaller, less immersive MMOs purely by virtue of shrinking developmental budgets? Alternatively, are MMO developers going to have to seek out more creative methods of keeping the money rolling in? Are we only a few years away from playing Taco Bell Presents Dungeons & Dragons Online Chrysler Sebring Edition brought to you by GE? Don't laugh because you'd probably play it. You know what? It, it, it's oh, probably I never thought about it that way. I mean, I, I, I mean, never considered it that way. There are companies that advertise in video games now. Right, I know. Like Grand Theft Auto was yeah. notorious for. Uh-huh. Oh, I never thought about it that way. Um, I would be kind of pissed. It, it, to me, it would be. Remember years ago? Yeah, I mean, when Spider Man was a Spider Man two or three wanted to advertise in Major League Baseball by having like each of the bases have the Spider-Man logo on it. Something like that. And yeah. people threw a huge fit. I'm glad they did. Yeah. Some things you don't need yeah, to have advertised. It just seems like it, when you start getting to that, and even like with the, uh, the, the College Bowl games where it's, it's, it's not the Rose Bowl anymore. Now it's you know, Tostitos presents Ro- the Rose yeah, yeah. It just it, the, the corporatism really rose me. Progressive field. Exactly. It's Jacob's field, and I've never, ever heard anybody true fan of the Indians call it anything but. But the Jake? Yes. Same thing with Gundarina. We still well, call it Gundarina. No, that one I don't call Gundarina. I have well, to a lot of people do. Because eh, it sounds like gonorrhea, and I always thought <laughs> I always thought that. You've never, never heard that? that? No, I, I did. I, really? No, the I, first thing I heard Gundarina, no. I was like, wow, what a horrible name. Sounds like gonorrhea. <laughs> Holy no, crap. I, I did not. Yes, that's why I call it the Q. <laughs> All right, U.S. gamers crack puzzle and AIDS research that stumped scientists for years. This is an old story. It's from a couple weeks ago. Uh, real quick, I'll just, it, this is from Fox News, but it's been everywhere. Apparently, there was some kind of protein, something or other, that a scientist was working on for a couple decades, and they couldn't figure out how to solve it. So they put it on their website. It's kind of like a, uh, like a puzzle piece. Uh-huh. And I guess a bunch of hardcore gamers grabbed a hold of it. In 19 hours, they had cracked it, and they figured out how to reconstruct the protein so that it actually worked, and then submitted it to the scientists who were like, what the fuck? Wow. And, and, yeah, they said a bunch of hardcore gamers grabbed it and actually put it together like a puzzle game. Well, I think that just goes to show that, uh, you know, more heads are better than just one. Right. Especially when you're looking at it from a different perspective. Exactly. If it's something you see over and over and over again, and this is what I've been trying to get, uh, get across in, in some lessons I've been teaching a person when it comes to editing. A lot of times you will gloss over something because you've written it or because you've seen it so many times. Getting a second pair of eyes, especially somebody from the outside looking in, yes. is going to have a completely different perspective and is more likely to catch something that you have missed. Yes. In this case, 20 years these eggheads have worked on it. And gamers did it in 19 hours. Yeah, I agree. Gamers own AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you, do you really want to own AIDS, though? No. I mean, really? Can't you just rent PWN. it out? PWN. <laughs> uh, this is from rockpapershotgun.com. Fantasy and reality, can gamers tell? Did you know that you can't tell reality from fantasy? No, I'm not a 20-foot dragon from Saturn. I'm a human, but you can't tell. I know this because the Metro told me so. 
According to this free rag, and Nottingham Trent University researchers have revealed that gamers get so immersed in fantasy that they are unable to distinguish the real world. Now, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Did we not have the discussion not an hour ago that said you and I could not get into a video game either emotionally or anything? We could not get immersed because we recognize that it is just not a totally. No, yes, okay. I don't think I ever have. So this must be based on a broad, far-reaching study uh, for the paper to make such a statement, right? Damn it. Every show, we seem to have one of these weird yeah, studies that some guy pulls out of his ass and I says, know. it's fact! No, of course not. It's an interview study of 42 people, which I've now read, and it has nothing to do with Metro's conclusions. So obviously, I'm going to take issue with the Metro's coverage, and this must be a paper, uh, in England or something. But then again, get a little deeper when taking issue with the paper itself. I don't mean to get all Ben Goldacre. I don't know who that is. But the willful, I'm sorry, the willful ignorance of newspaper coverage of science stories makes my brain hurt. This tiny proportion of people were selected on the basis of being aged between 15 and 21 and playing more than 10 hours of a game a week. An epic hour and 25 minutes a day. So not exactly a broad spec- a representation of anything let alone gamers. In fact, a study of teenagers which doesn't get mentioned anywhere in the coverage. So let's take a look at these examples of people losing the ability to distinguish reality. Quote, one 15-year-old named Simon, the names used are not their real names, admitted wanting to use a gravity gun from the game Half-Life to fetch something from the fridge. Well, I would too. That'd be cool, but that, that's a difference. Between. I don't know how many times I've said I wish I had a grapple hook to get through the halls of my college faster. <laughs> Doesn't mean I had one. Yeah, I'd like to go all Quake 1, but... Okay, I didn't just fling up my arm. I was wondering why the hell the crap never came out. Yeah, Trying to remember what that sound was. But I did walk around with a baseball tape between my fingers for about a week, trying to throw a forkball. I was trying to stretch my muscles in my finger oh, geez. so I could throw a forkball. Uh-huh. The only thing it did was just strain my muscles. I didn't, it, it, my, my hand never loosened enough to actually throw a forkball. Oh, wow. So. And it just goes on. There's another bunch of asshats that... Uh, and the entire article goes on to point out that... Holy Lord, look how long this yeah, article Yeah, no kidding. Is. There is basically no scientific evidence in, in any of this. All it is is a bunch of mishmash and a bunch of, of scientific babble where they already had the conclusion they want, and it's just a matter of getting there, filling in the blanks to get to that point. That's really what this whole thing's about. They asked 42 people ages 15 to 21, and supposedly that's brought in a part of the population to go ahead and make some very broad, some very bold statements. Hmm. which is that people cannot tell the difference between their video game and reality. <sighs> what are you going to do? I'm going to bring up Facebook. You're bringing up Facebook? Yes. I thought you already had it up. Oh, oh. okay, you took it down. I see. Another friend has joined the ranks. We're now at 14. Well, hang on. We have to let somebody in here. Mr. Lewis Stott from Wellington High School in New Zealand you join the Iron Friends list by offering to pay the bill yes. for calling your ass in New Zealand during last week's show. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, no. Really? Ah! Okay. I don't know how to do this one. Uh, Isn't he already in? This, no, this person up here is... Oh, okay. I... Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to have to pass on that one. <laughs> Let's begin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Facebook Face-Off. You know how the rules apply. We put you through the most arduous, torturous thing we can think of. Basically pointing out every single flaw you always hated about yourself and see every time you look in the mirror. 
And only the truly strong and the not so pathetic make it into the Iron Friends list. That is the Empress Court Facebook Friends list. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have 14, well, actually 13, because Mr. Lestat got a free pass. Make it 12, because I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> i got to work with that person's wife, so. <laughs> Magikarp Gyarados, you've been bounced because you are on private only. If you do not share information with everybody, we cannot look at you. So, fail. Yeah, and it's not even a real name. So right. So, we know nothing list. IRC must vote you in, and I'm pulling up the uh, guys right now, pulling up everybody's profile. If IRC fails to vote you in five times, much like Major League Baseball's uh, Hall of Fame, you are banned forever. To surf the internet alone and truly friendless, because nobody under friends really matters. It's pretty much us, and that's it. I, I, shouldn't, I wouldn't even go pretty much. Yeah. It is us. So we're going to break it down into two groups, because we've got so many people, we're going to have to do this in groups of six. So we're going to have to really hurry this one up because, Jesus Christ, we're running late. I know. You know, last week's show was almost four hours, even with the edit. Was it really? Four hours! Nobody on this network does No that. one! Nobody! We I, rule this! Actually, I don't know of anybody that does four hours. No, I don't know anybody. On any network, ours no. or otherwise. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, coast to Coast goes pretty late. They, they go I'm like talking six. like an online-only show. I'm not talking Coast, oh, coast okay. to Coast, actual okay. terrestrial radio. So. Right. Damn, that guy looks like a fucking... It looks like a... <laughs> Inmate. All right, one, two, three, four, five. One we more. have one more to join the Facebook face-off. This Battle Royal edition. Up next, my voice starting to go, Highlander. So I'm hoping you're. Uh... There we go. There they are. So, at the top of the list, CJ Boyer, you're up first, wearing a top hat, long hair, and a bow tie. Obviously a fan. College of Southern Maryland. So he's not going to a real university. No, he's going to do a fake one. Knows Mandowa? The hell is that? I have no idea what Mandowa is. Mandowa? Is that like English? what the is, is is that like what the Navi spoke in Avatar? I, I don't know. I, it's real. Okay, you know what? It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't hurt. And who's going to call bullshit on it? if you make up some language? Yeah, I know uh, Irish. <laughs> What's the next time you're going to run into somebody who actually speaks that language? For all you do, you can just make up words and they. they Right. As far as I know, you're telling the truth. That's, I mean, if you think about it, it's pretty a pro move because you can get away with it. That's true, yeah, I suppose so. So, let's see, what is he like? Music, Maximilian, never heard of it. The Aquabats. Heard of them. You have? Yes. Dead Mall 5. Well, that's actually Dead Mouse. The 5 is supposed to be an S. Oh, it's all M A U, Dead Mall 5. Dead Mouse. Don't care. Yeah. Spell it. Suburban Legends, books, the Ender's Game series. All right, points. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Points. Harry Potter. Eh. Eh. Hyperion. Eh. Maybe. I've read it. It's not bad. Marvel DC comic books. Eh. Movie. Star Wars. Negative one. Dr. Horrible Singalong. Pass. You Batman don't like Dr. Horrible Singalong? It's all right. It's good. It's all right. Okay. okay. Dark Knight. The ba- uh, Batman the Dark Knight. Good. Disney Pixar. Oh, uh, it's half and half. I don't like everything they do. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Welcome to the 80s. And you were born in like 1998. Television lost. All right, ass. Eh. The Walking Dead. Like it. The Aquabats. I didn't Again. know. They, I didn't know they had a show. There you go. Mega sixty four. Don't know. And the My Little Pony friendship is. For, it's friendship is magic. That's that new My Little Pony I told you about. And we have our first banning. CG Boyer, because you like a girl's show. It's My Little Pony, and you're supposedly a dude in a top hat. I, I don't know. He's, he, he does have dude hair. He does have girl hair. And he does kind of have. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know. Like a 
Dirty Sanchez on Dirty his lip Sanchez. or something? Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing this must have been from prom. Probably. High school, class of 2011. Oh. The fucker hasn't even graduated yet. He's still oh, in high wait, school. Oh, wait, no, look at this. Class of 2013. It's He's not even in the college yet. Computer science. A, a two-year associate's degree. Buddy, look at your picture. Computer science is pretty much your only bet. <laughs> if Watson were here, he would tell you to go pound salt. In fact, we got to get Watson back on the line sometime. That'd be good. Russell Nightingale from Sydney, Australia. This is the guy who liked Norse mythology. Yes, I remember. His political views are everybody's a bunch of wankers. Barrett quotes, where there is no discipline, there is no honor. His favorite teams are a bunch of cricket teams that no one gives a hell about. Uh, favorite athletes. CM Punk is not an athlete. No, neither is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. While cool and a nice guy in real life, he is not an athlete. Oh, well, he did play college football, so there is that. Right. Music. Arch Enemy Lamp. Why is it that people feel the need... To put on the most obscure bands that no one's ever heard of. You've never heard of Arch no, Enemy? No, you have. Yeah. Lamb of God? Lamb of God, I've not. Teresis? Teresis? Devil no. Driver? Well, I, you can tell the kind of music you like because they like Iron Maiden. I, I understand Ar- Ar- Arch Enemy is kind of like a goth version of Iron Maiden. I like Frank Sinatra and Def Leppard. I like to see you try and draw parallels between those two. It doesn't work quite that way. Again, there's enough of you Yahoo's on here who put the most obscure bands. Look, nobody gives a shit about your garage band. And nobody cares about whatever bar you played at with all five of your family members coming up to applaud you. Yay, we want more! And there's nobody else in the place. Nobody cares. Don't put it on your Facebook page. Don't, seriously, don't put it on Facebook unless you have an album that people can either A, find in an in a actual store like FYE or something along those lines or it's on iTunes. I'm not talking like the Rebecca Black iTunes. I'm talking like millions of people that actually like this music. Moving on. Okay. Books. The Eye of the World. Apparently he didn't like the rest of the series. Tomorrow, When the War Began. Or When the War Began. Don't know that one. The Other Side of Dawn. Don't know it. Hunting. Nope. And Killing Frost. Haven't heard of it. Okay. Moving on. Movies. Resident Evil. Heard of it. Saw. Yeah. Scarface. Classic. All right. Official Tomorrow. Heard of it. Saw. Crap. Clash of the Titans. The new Clash of the Titans. Wow. Now, had you said the original Claymation Stop Action... I'd have given you points. So far, you are deep in the negative, sir. Television. Rush on 10. Yeah. Futurama. Yeah. Points. Raw. Yeah. And nobody watches anymore. Man vs. Wild the Bear. Sounds like a very this bad is, porno. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's Man vs. Wild. You've never seen Man vs. Wild? Yeah, I have, but it's okay. with Bear. Well, it's supposed to be Bear Jobs, right. okay. but it's got cut off. Dragon Ball. Games. Mass Effect 2. Yeah. All right. Ace Combat. Sucks. Okay. Fallout. Yeah. Eh. Battlefield, eh. eh. Saints Row. Real eh. Yeah. Other interests. Steve Irwin. Mother Energy Drink. Uh, I don't know what that is. Grow Up Australia must be a television show. I guess. Pizza Hut Australia. The Racket. Cynical Brit. Oh, so he's a total biscuit fag. All right, moving on. So there's Russell Nightingale. Raymond Coons is up next. With his Luke Perry douchebag look. Yes, he does live in Sparta, which is a point in my opinion. Sparta, New Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> same same thing. It's all the same. Yeah, where the situation carries around a spear and a shield, right? Where he works for St. Jude Medical. Uh, television, he's like The Daily Show. Good for me, bad for him. Scrubs, no one liked. Futurama. Okay. Other, StumbleUponCrack.com, Melanie Lynn Design, Mafia Wars. All right, so here we go, one of those uh, Facebook guys. Mountain Dew, the Happy Nerd Media, one more Farmville invite and I will kill your animals and burn your crops. Plus for that. He's interested in single males. 
There you go. All right, that's three in. we still got three to go on this. See, Sean Bezemir, he's got the evil deer looking. All we know is that he's interested in women, sex with males. Networks, North Michigan, Piwamo, Westphalia High School. And he's got pictures of wildlife and a Pokemon. So he's a fur fan. He's from Michigan. What the hell do you expect? The whole state needs to be wiped off. I would trade the entire state to Canada for like a six-pack of Molson Light. Really? Yes, it's Michigan. Just a six-pack? You want them? Okay, fine. Free. I give them. Okay. Just take them. And take the, and you have to take Toledo with it. Michigan and the city of Toledo. We don't want Toledo? It's, it's practically to- Michigan anyways. All right. Uh, but but we fought a war over it. <sighs> Which we won. That's right. Who lives in Ottawa, Ontario, yet if we'd known then, <laughs> knows English and French. He's from Montreal, Quebec. And it shows him a kid at BlizzCon or something. He's holding up a picture with some other guy who looks like he got beat up for his lunch money every day of his life. Is in the John Mayer Twigs and Stone Con Gunsberg. I, I have okay. John Mayer is the only person I've heard of about right. anything that the he Living likes. Sound System and Bass no, Hunter. Don't know That's what that. I'm talking about. You're putting up shit. And people, I don't know if this is like a counterculture thing. If you some, think you're some kind of like cool, maybe yeah, you're maybe thinking it's up like, the weirdest man, band names. I, I, yeah, like I love that band, you know. And then you know I, I've been into them since like August. ever. <laughs> right. Activities are hockey and hockey the band. Hockey the band. It's like Spaceballs the movie. Baseball's the flamethrower. Networks. Canterbury High School, University of Ottawa. He is interested in sex with males. I see a trend here. Is that the last one for this group? Ah, uh, God, I hope it is. Christ, I hope it is. All right, we got one, two, three, four, yeah. five. No, Catherine oh. Nelson. She is the... Uh, but she has a baby, so it's not a question. You hate everything tonight, dude. Have you listened he to always the show? Hates Jesus Christ, that's the whole point. And she's listened long enough, she knows this. Catherine uh, Nelson here is the uh, teenage mother. Yes. I don't know if that's a fact, but it's funny because if it is. So. She has boobs, but the problem is she has a baby, so it kind of cancels out boobs. Right. You got baggage, kid. Sorry. Lots of fake friends, though. 312 fake friends. Wow. Uh, from Milford High School, lives in Milford, Michigan. Knows English, Spanglish. I don't think that's really a language in Spanish. Well, neither is Mwabudu, whatever the hell yeah. that one thing was. <laughs> also from, Mil- from Michigan. Like softball, points, basketball, yeah. eh. I like basketball. People who inspire Captain are Jack Johnson. Who? I don't know. And Kevin Thomas Thompson. I believe he's the guy that uh, shines my shoes in front of the supermarket. Favorite teams are the Detroit Pistons and the Detroit Tigers. Oh, two failures right there. And uh, favorite athlete is Usain Bolt. So you like basketball and you like baseball, but your favorite athlete is a runner. Run for fun, that's hard. Well, you know, not him. He has to run for the cops. So. <laughs> Books, the Diablo Sin trilogy, yeah. Warcraft, the Sunwell trilogy, uh-huh. and Harry Potter. Truly, wow. this is a person That's who is well versed in the classics. When 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 Harry Potter is probably the best of your, of your group, that tells you something. You are in trouble. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So top of the bottom for the first Facebook face-off battle royale, we've got Magic Arp Gyarados who got bounced up because he's set to private. So we have CJ Boyer, top hat. He's in the top hat. Looks like he went to prom, although he looks like a chick from far away. Uh, apparently he's in high school, but claims he's in college. College of Southern Maryland. That's what's under his little profile. But he's a high school kid. Russell Nightingale. He's in the North Mythology and bands you've never heard of. Raymond Coons. Looks like a very gay Luke Perry. John Besmer, who's got the demon-looking deer thing. Ryan Prager, uh, who's the French-Canadian guy. Also bands no one's ever heard of. And Catherine Nelson, who has squirted out a kid when she was eight. So... 
Make your pick, IRC. Who's it going to be? Now we wait for everybody to go. I, I got to tell you, you know what? I'm going to stop it right now. The fucking Saber Dance. I, I liked it at first when we were doing two and three at a time. Okay? Now that we're doing like 13 to 20, yes, gets to you. it gets to you. So, I'm going to vote for the boobs. No brony is getting in. Boobs always Damn get right. All right. So, uh, yes, teen mom. The teen mom is in. She, I vote. think she was a preteen mom. So the preteen mom is ahead. At least you know she puts out. No, this is I am in Xanath. Uh, Warner trying to get through Lord of the Ring book. Oh, what the? You're supposed to be voting. So far, we've got like four votes. There's like 200 people in here and like four votes. It's not that hard to read Lord of the Rings. You One just, for the team, Mom. You read it, and then you, you skip the stupid songs, and nobody Beef gives a Brown, shit. cast my vote for whomever. Indians are getting spanked by the Tigers, 14 nothing in the bottom of the eighth. I'm glad I'm not watching the game then. Wow, the teenage mom's running away with it. I tell you. The only accomplishment she'll ever have in life, although she failed out of high school, I'm sure, at least she can comfort and tell her child as it grows up. Yes. I gave everything away to be a member but of the Facebook tell, friends list. She can tell all her co-workers at the yes. Waffle House. Sure, you may indeed. make two bucks more and have a future, but by God, I'm on the Iron Friends list. Exactly. You cannot take that away from me. <laughs> Except me. I can do that. <laughs> the baby always wins. The baby cannon. <laughs> I, I, I think it's done. I, th- I think it's a... a All right, so a runaway. Catherine a Nelson, runaway, congratulations. Yes. Although you've mortgaged your future, you have become part of the Iron Friends list. And now... Uh, <laughs> I loathe to go through another list. Uh, okay. I hate to do it. I'm interested in this one, however. I, I will seek... Further guidance before I take this one under that, fire. That middle favorite team really is a negative for me. Oh, and, dear. of course, that first one as oh, well. Is no. that, that one, That one, not as much for you know obvious reasons. But that middle one, that is a big old That is a good point. I'm glad I looked at this. Mr. Sahelnik, I am sorry, but uh, you are to be instant banned immediately. Yes. Nobody. And we mean nobody. Not nobody gets in this friends list. With the Pittsburgh Steelers logo under favorite teams. Suck my ass. You will never be part of this friends list. I do not ban you for today or next week. I ban you for all time. Oh, my gosh. Do you wish to block this person? Continue. Block my Mr. Sahel. Yes. To hell with you. If you wish to become part of the Facebook friends list, I suggest you make a new account. One that is <laughs> derived of anything Pittsburgh. Not Steelers, not Penguins. Don't hand me some bullshit that you lived there for six years. I don't care. It's Pittsburgh. Not here. Not in Cleveland, my friend. No, sir. Maybe uh, the Penguins I could live with, but the Steelers? No, even then, it's Penguins. It's still black and yellow. <laughs> you know, it's no. True. It, it's true. It is the same. You know, so now the I think about it, what, yes. the, what the hell was that all about? You just now figured that out? Yes. Well, I, I knew that years ago, dude. I, I don't think about the Pirates, the, the Penguins, the Steelers. the Pirates yes. and the Penguins. It's all one giant glob of mediocrity. Good Lord. Who the hell came up with that? Notice he didn't say anything about the Pirates. Oh, yeah, I want the guys who win. I don't say anything about the guys who lose. <laughs> what, 20 straight losing seasons? <laughs> That's why I don't think about the Pirates. So Theo Main has still made himself. You know, I got to tell you what. Not now. If you're no. right now, Magic Carp. Theo Nane, I'm blocking you guys right now. You guys can request hidden. Did you know Magikarp outside of Facebook? No, no, and, and God I never. Willing, I, never <laughs> <laughs> I do not know Magikarp, biblically or otherwise. This person won't be able to send you any more friends requests. L- look, I, I got to block you guys. If you're gonna block, if you're gonna have your guys set the privacy, we can't see anything. Then you're not gonna win. Then you're not gonna win. You're not even gonna get voted on because there's nothing we can go on. 
So the next, uh, okay, we only got four for this one, so okay. let's go ahead and do it. Thank God. This is the guy with the rock-hard abs that really made you think, this is like two seconds away from a gay porno right, breaking out. Right, this is out. the so, Irish guy, yeah. And this is the, well, I, I guess this one's the international version here. Yes. We've got the Irish guy. We've Kristen the, Hansen. The, the guy from Denmark from the uh, school that doesn't exist with five consonants in the letter Q. Oh, here it comes. I, I, I knew this was coming. <laughs> what does the text say? Sir? Don't do it. Don't skip him. And now they find it funny. <laughs> I don't find it funny that you're a, fa- a Steeler fan. I, I find that no, disgusting. I find that very sad. Quinn Hill, my friend, since you're, you're new this week, I will let you slide, but you have to open up your uh, yes. account for next week or we can't see you. This right. guy's still not in? Yes, he, this is on his fourth he is, fourth he go. Has given his, he's, he hasn't given his life for his country. Hopefully that's not going to happen, but he's... Uh, He's offered his service. All right, first up, we have three more in IRC. You've now given, you've now gotten the, uh, God, this is disturbing. You've now gotten the profile. Let's go ahead and take a look at them. Uh, unless you're either gay or a woman, these pictures are not for you. He went to high school. Notice it doesn't say he graduated. Went to high school. Class of 2011, so he hasn't graduated yet. Certificate of attendance. <laughs> he knows English, French, and Irish, and he's from Cork. Or at least he lives in Cork, which is from Clonmel. Why would he know French? Look, here's another thing. There's a picture of him, and I'm assuming this is him, and his rock-hard abs, like eight pictures of him. There is a lot of douchebaggery going on right here. But there's not one picture of his face. No. Not one. Favorite teams are the QPR, Real Madrid, CF, and Arsenal. Uh, Favorite athletes are a bunch of Spanish guys. Music is Oasis. I've heard of them. Gorillas. Heard of them. I, that corn. Yeah. Lincoln Park. Quotes uh, of the fall. Well, at least I've heard of them all, yes, but I have. most of them suck. Kind of odd for an Irish guy to have. Likes Lord of the Rings. Uh, movies, he likes Fight Club. Good. Bonus points. Lord of the Rings. Good. Eh, knocked up. Eh. Die Hard. Good. Points. Gladiator. Good. Points. All right. I'm starting to see a trend here. Yes. I, I, we, saw, we saw the trend last <laughs> yes, week as we well. Yes, we did. And it's cont- Especially when uh, that one pops up right yes, there. Yes. It's a giant flaming beacon. <laughs> <laughs> flaming arrow. Tel- television scrubs. Spartacus. There we go. That's Fu- the arrow. Futurama. The Simpsons at Two and a Half Men, which is what this guy's What kind of shows do you like? I like Gladiators, Spartacus, and Two and a Half Men. Tell me, Billy. Do you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> You've never been in a, in a Turkish, Turkish prison? <laughs> so, Michael Fitzgerald, there you go. Uh, next up on our list. <laughs> is, is someone who's not a male prostitute. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. <laughs> Krishnamil Carr Hansen works at Everywhere and Nowhere which means he's homeless and has no job. He's from Colding, Denmark. Oh, uh, look, look, he, he, he changed it for us. Yes, he did. Now it's, now it's studied humanitarian at Land of Make-Believe. So, well, the, the English is a bit broken, but he is from Denmark, so I'll give him a pass. Land of Make-Believe, class of 1920. And he's a humanitarian? Right, I'm glad he cleared up that translation uh, fix because <laughs> it's a lot clearer now. <laughs> High school, Jesus, Cure the Zombies, Extended Course, The Losing Pong Bat School of Evil for Future Villains. Favorite quotations, let's see, Restraining Orders is just another word for a long-distance relationship. I like that. People who inspire him, Ron Gilbert, Intelligent Comedians, Carl Sagan, and Tim Schafer. Oh, that's a quite a motley crew there. And shit. Favorite sports are beach soccer? Beach soccer? It's not even real soccer, which is team, bad enough. Team handball? That's what you play oh, in 10th grade in gym. Oh, I believe he's in a handball, especially with teams. <laughs> I have no doubt. 
Favorite athletes, Stunkmaster Yee. Kristen, have you uh, met our friend Michael? I believe you two might well, have something. Yeah, well, they got something in common. They like Fight Club. They like Fight Club. Uh, let's see. Like Jonathan Colton, Epic rap, ep, uh, rap Battles of History, Da Vinci's Notebook, and Air. I think we all like Air. I wouldn't be able to leave without it. Live Games, Rusty Hearts, Match the Gathering, Ugh. Space Marine, Dead Space, and Xenoblade Chronicles. Okay. Likes Mythbusters. There's a negative. Friends? Now you know this guy ain't American. There's no way. Look at this. Look, just, just, isn't this face you just kind of want to put a bat through? What, put a bat? What? Maybe it's just me. What? Is, what? It just what looks I, like he needs to get this. How do you look at that and you're like, you know what? I, I need to take a bat and put it directly well, through I mean, his just, head. Look at his face. I mean, come on. He just needs to be just punched. See, Give me your money in whatever weird currency you guys use, like fish or whatever. You mean euros? In Denmark? They, they have. They, they, it's it's barely a country. The queen shops at Walmart. I've seen pictures. They still got a queen. That's right, they do. Yeah. yeah. They just made that redheaded bitch their chancellor or whatever. Moving on. Kyle McGon. Is this his fifth time? Fourth. You poor, Fourth? sorry, sad son of a bitch. Jeez. Corman at the United States Navy. Went to Charles Flanagan High School. Lives in Pot. Pot. Maryland. Lives in Maryland. He's employed by the United States Navy, whereas he is a corpsman. He went to high school in the class of 2009. Favorite quotes? I dream of having a child that will glance up and ask me, Daddy, what was war? And he'll say, I don't know, son, because you're, I'm standing in front of a building wearing a leather jacket, clearly in no shape to go to war, as I have a giant <laughs> pot belly. But he's a corpsman, and I well, would not well, want he, a job. He's in, he's in the Navy. All he has yes. to do is, is, is drive the boat. That's all. So I, I think you can have a pot belly and drive the boat. He's, he works in the... He's a corpsman. I know. I'm just trying to make okay. something up. That's I, I love this war on terror. We're fighting guys in the desert, and he's in the Navy. <laughs> yeah, I'll join the service. What's the furthest away for the fighting I can get? What's that... Um, Navy! What, what's that quote from A Few Good Men with Kiefer Sutherland? Uh, like, like t- Tom Cruise is in the Navy, and he's like, do you have yeah. a problem with the Navy? And he's like, no, every time we need to go somewhere, you boys give us a ride. ride. Yeah, something yeah. like that. People who inspire Kyle is Johnny Cash and Jonathan Colton. Well, I want to talk about opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. All right, so there you go. And I got a, he's also interested in women and single males. I got to hope that the corpsman, Kyle McGon, makes it in. I'd hate to see a member of our armed services not make it in. So far, that hasn't happened. Although it did come close. Remember when Varyar had it to cast did. a deciding vote yes. for that Marine? It might have been Scrub Puppy. So there we go. All, All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, you've got the three, so go ahead and vote on them. We have the uh, kind of gay kid with the weird abs. We have Christian Hansen, who looks like it's God designed his face to be smacked by a bat and put on a T-ball, a little T-ball stand. And we have Kyle McGon, who's a corpsman of the United States Navy. So the Irishman, the in Danishman, the is that word, the Danishman? Is that and a word? the American with the Irish and name the who likes to be on boats. All right, so Biomed leading the, okay, so two votes for the seamen, three votes for the seamen. Uh, they said seamen, folks, I'm just reading what they are, and, you know. In Australia, our Navy is a straight group, and the Air Force has all the girly boys. Yeah, go figure. I Vibble with a uh, did not know strong that retort. Wow, I don't want to vote for any of them. None of the above is an acceptable option. I, I don't see why if not. If you do not want to vote for any of these quote-unquote winners, you do not have to, and we can ban them all if need be. Sure. It uh, looks like the Navy guy, Kyle, is running away with it. Uh, Only one vote for the Danes. Say they should all be deleted from votes. I should, I, I don't, you know what, I've got that song, I just don't have it queued up. Holy Eskimo wants the Cropsman. The, cr- the Cropsman? <laughs> the Cropsman. All right. Apparently he's the uh, Crop Duster or whatever. All right, and 
Mensha wants the Danishman. Bioman votes for the teen mom again. Merakai wants people voting for him. I believe Merakai is the Danish guy. Biomed, just vote for the teen mom again. Nice, nice. Corman. C-O-R-E-M-A-N. Yes. I weep for the future of humanity. Delete the The ad fag. (laughs) Jeez. That's kind of weird. We ban the Steelers guy, but we keep the weird guy with the situation abs. He's got pictures. Nothing but abs. (laughs) That's his whole Facebook. The situation abs. I love that. Do you like the Steelers? No. All right, we'll keep you. Uh, Second for the ab guy. So it looks like, call it Cropsman. Cropsman! Cropsman! <laughs> this guy's got a weed. <laughs> I think the Navy guy Play the song, it. you know you want to. Uh, yeah, it looks like Corman. So Kyle McGon, you also survived the Battle Royal, and finally, by the skin of your teeth, join the Iron Friends list. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, it will be an eight-man Battle Royal. Unless we get 20 more people coming in. Yeah, we got three other people that got bounced tonight because they were set to private. Folks, you will not get voted in if you are not set to public. Help us out here. Help a brother out. It's not hard. Five other people have commented on your photo with my long golden locks. Thank you, Master Queef, who said that's hot. The one, the great, the only Emperor Thor. Thor, after having a few beers. Well, thank you all for your kind comments. I hope you all burn in a fiery wreck. <laughs> all right. I think wow. it's time to get out of this and, yes. and get to the, to the last thing. The so, last thing. It's time to wrap this sucker up, as once again, we're going for four hours, because we just, we can't seem to get a whole show in three hours, Highlander, no matter what we do. There's just too much shit to get done. All right. And I got to tell you, this is hard to do with only two people now. I used to, I've gotten used to having Varyar or Baron here uh-huh. to kind of carry some of the load. Yeah. No. It's getting hard coming it's back to the two of us. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Here we go. Here we are, born to be kings, we're the Greetings, Highlander. You call? You have the manners of a goat. All righty. Wrapping things up here. If you have a question that you would like me to answer for the quickening, you can always email me anytime, anywhere at Highlander1G at gmail.com. Here we go, the quickening. Question. How can I be more feng shui? You don't. You need to quit that shit right now. Feng shui is what fags call interior decorating, which is ironic because everyone who does interior decorating also loves choking on the cock. (laughs) People who are into feng shui have gratuitous amounts of facial hair, regardless of gender, and wear hideous-looking clothing that looks like someone took Skittles and pasted them onto a fat bra's muumuu. And as long as we're on the subject of made-up bullshit people believe, feng shui is just one of tons of crazy things that New Age hippies believe, like homeopathy and psychic surgery and crystal healing. And then there's acupuncture, which is the ancient Chinese practice of sticking needles into your skin. Hey, don't you feel better already? Hey, you want to know why people report their pain going away with acupuncture? It's because you're sticking needles into your body and it hurts like a motherfucker. Because you're sticking needles into your body. And then presto, you've forgotten about your original pain because you've got needles sticking in your body. (laughs) Then there's hypnotherapy. You ever hear of that one? That's when an old gypsy woman talks to you in a soothing voice and tells you to close your eyes. By this point, you should be completely conscious of what's happening to you, but since you've shelled over your money, you're particularly suggestible. 
When the woman tells you you're going to never want to smoke again, your, quote, hypnotized mind thinks, shit, I've spent a lot of money on this crap. I better stop smoking. (laughs) Hypnotherapy is about as much use as your abusive alcoholic dad throwing a beer bottle at your head, shouting you to stop smoking and quit being such a big pussy. Question, I tried chatting with Russians, but they only respond with childish gibberish. What's up with that? It's because all Russians are the products of inbreeding and rape. Mostly rape. They're all robotic alcoholics, but really, wouldn't you be too if you had to live in that shithole they call Russia? You see, Russian men express their love with their fists, and most Russian children are the product of rape and inbreeding and rape. Orphans are also readily available from Russia as baby factories are set up in Siberia to fuel their child prostitution and pornography industries. Though many children are beaten from such a young age in Russia, it's okay because most of these children actually find this quite enjoyable. Russians don't speak childish gibberish. They speak Russian, which is written in Cyrillic. Their ability to write a simple alphabet that differs from the Roman alphabet gives them some sort of major superiority complex. Never mind the fact that Chinese, Japanese, and Korean are much more complex writing systems. Russian general knowledge and education is virtually non-existent, which is understandable given that a full 80% of them spend their miserable, insignificant lives on small, desolate farms surrounded by rats, lice, grain alcohol, infant skulls, and pig shit before the government ever so often decides to arbitrarily off them in vast numbers simply because, well, well, they're Russian, so why the fuck not? (laughs) Some favorite pastimes of Russians are drinking vodka, pedophilia, (laughs) selling organs, buying 1980s Jordache blue jeans on the black market, shooting people, not bathing, and standing in long bread lines. Due to their god-awful history and present situation, the Russian people are a hearty bunch. It's not uncommon to see roving street gangs in Moscow beating up innocent people. Do not fear, though, as this is the police. (laughs) The police also commonly use scare tactics such as sarin gas and other hilarious forms of lethal force. Oftentimes, little children and fat old babushkas are also tragically suffocated by that hilarious nerve agent. But as the signs say in Russia, when shit's going down, get out the motherfucking way. While it is unusual for heterosexuality to flourish in modern Russia, the occasional straight male tourist will likely be disappointed by the leg hair, mustaches, and overall stench of the women in this bizarre nation. Check IRC real quick. See who's bugging us. Yep, see, I'm doing it. All right, go ahead, back. Oh, okay. Yep, that one. There we go. (laughs) There goes the one guy that was listening to us in Russia. What What question, what is your opinion on Dungeons & Dragons? Dungeons and Dragons is a cover story used by nerds with Asperger's to explain why they gather in someone's unfinished basement on Saturday nights for long sessions of rolling dice and role-playing scantily-clad Valkyries. To an outsider, D&D can be considered the plague upon society that motivates basement dwellers, fuglies, and nerds to leave their house and congregate in a huge orgy of unwashed body odor and fail. It's hypothesized that without shitty games like D&D, nerds would further isolate themselves into their basements and eventually die from hunger, being, of course, unable to walk to their local convenience store. It's widely known that D&D, what the geeks call it, is a thinly disguised means of teaching racism to children and teenagers, since certain races are considered evil in D&D, whereas others are considered good for no reason other than their appearance. Elves all live at peace with nature and among the forest of the world. Every elf that ever lived is noble, wise, and decent with pale white skin, and beautiful features. Dark elves, unlike their Caucasian cousins, are naturally violent, evil, and despicable bastards who get off on raping young children. 
Besides teaching the fine morals of racism and claiming that God made you do it, D&D is also an entryway to suck God-fearing Christians into wicked, sinful cults and witchcraft. <laughs> Countless souls have been lost due to suicide and fighting over characters. No, I'm playing the dwarf priestess of Pelor, you bitch, not you! And many more unreported mysterious deaths occur each year due to the mystical disturbances created by this tool of the devil. There is actually only one kind of character in the world of Dungeons & Dragons, and that is the faggot. Your typical neckbeard shut-in, chucking dice while pretending to be a dragon. Now, however, there are multiple subclasses of faggot. For example, like Fighter, played by Internet Tough Guys. This character was designed for pussies who get beaten up a lot in real life and want to pretend to be tough. Also good for people who are too stupid to understand magic, i.e. read from the book and do what it says. The Wizard. This character can use magic and reading skills with spells such as telekinesis and coming up with a gay name for your wizard like White Staff the Jizz Master. <laughs> Everyone does play a wizard because they kick ass. The Cleric, played by those who like to be the heel bitch for everyone else, especially the fighters. Their magic involves calling on Jesus to do the same spells as sorcerers and wizards, only with funny names. The Rogue leaves creepy phone messages for your older sister. Also responsible for killing the party several times on botched disarmed trap rolls or with her being a backstabbing SOB. Usually played by weeaboos who want to be like Naruto, but wind up sucking because they spend all their skill points and shit that doesn't actually keep them or anyone else alive. Also played by greedy Jews who align themselves <laughs> as chaotic stupid and try to fucking steal everything, just like a Jew. Big you fat better hope our dude, our, our fan from, from the IDF in Israel, never comes to America. People shoot your ass. Big fat-ass girls enjoy playing halfling roads with 18-plus charisma so they don't have to cut themselves in real life to feel better. The Monk, a kung fu fighting warrior for the Wapanese, white kids who wish they were Japanese. At higher levels, they become fucking invulnerable, and they count as low-level outsiders, but everybody plays a fighter instead because everyone knows that the Wapanese are losers. The Ranger. Rangers generally wander around in the woods and smoke a lot of weed while surrounded by their woodland friends. They can also cast woodland spells to do crap like walk through trees and shit. Rangers can only dual wield or use a bow. They don't know how to fight any other way. If you encounter a ranger, just give them some weed and they'll go away. The Paladin. Your typical conservative Christian who votes Republican and believes God has commanded them to smite unholy ass. All paladins <laughs> must have a mandatory stick shoved up their ass and be members of Pat Robertson's 700 Club. Not to be mistaken for the fourth edition paladin, who are just heel bitch cleric knockoffs. The bard. Untalented hippies. They use instruments to cast spells, similar to those of wizards and sorcerers, however of a weaker and more supportive grade. Read that as women. <laughs> Oftentimes, the smart people play as bards because they do not fight, like Switzerland, and thus never have to worry about dying, like pussies. Like Switzerland. <laughs> the Druid. Pagans who put on a fursuit and run around yelling, Fuck you, I'm a wolf! <laughs> knows useless woodland spells like Scritch and pretends to be powerful due to the nine levels of spell progression, even though wizards kick their ass every day. Games like Baldur's Gate Tour had fursecution as a storyline in which furries attacked the town of Tradesmeet, which nobody ever gave a shit about. The Barbarian. Like a fighter... Only they're from the uncivilized lands, like the Middle East. Their special powers include getting into a temper tantrum and the ability to, care, to declare jihad about three times a day so they can smack the shit out of everyone else. They're generally played by basement dwellers so they can pretend to have big muscular bodies instead of being the pale, bloated punching bags they actually are. <laughs> the Sorcerer. 
Dragon-blooded wizards with weak-ass spells they can fling constantly. This makes them the most commonly played class by furries and bestiality enthusiasts. They're also a popular choice for pyromaniacs due to the many fire spells they learn, such as burning hands, scorching ray, and itching sensation in your crotch. And finally, the Scion. What the hell is that? I've never heard of it. Uh, It fucks with people's head and sometimes his own body to do shit. Usually played by pseudo-intellectuals. Too confusing to play correctly, so no one ever bothers. And this is why I've never, ever played Dungeons & Dragons. I never will. I've played it one time. It's too complicated. I don't bother. But if you really want the full immersion, if you really want to know what it's actually like to be in the room when this joke of a game is being played, I invite you now to listen, as I have braved the elements for you, O listeners of The Quickening, and now present to you a really real game session of Dungeons & Dragons. Staff, you have entered the door to the north. You are now by yourself, standing in a dark room. The pungent stench of mildew emanates from the wet dungeon walls. Where are the Cheetos? They're right next to you. I cast a spell. Where's the Mountain Dew? In the fridge, duh. I want to cast a spell. Can I have a Mountain Dew? Yes, you can have a Mountain Dew. Just go get it. I can cast any of these, right? On the list? Yes, any any of the first level ones. I'm going to get a soda. Anyone want one? Hey, Graham, I'm not in the room, right? What room? I want to cast... Magic Missile. A room where he's casting all these spells from. He hasn't cast anything yet. I am, though, if you'd listen. I'm casting Magic Missile. Why are you casting Magic Missile? There's nothing to attack here. I'm attacking the darkness. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, fine. You attack the darkness. There's an elf in front of you. Whoa! That's me, right? He's wearing a, a, a brown tunic, and he has gray hair and blue eyes. No, I don't. I have gray eyes. Let me see that sheet. Well, it says I have, well, it says I have blue, but I decided I wanted gray eyes. Whatever. Okay, you, you guys can talk to each other now if you want. Hello. Hello. I am Galstaff, Sorcerer of Light. Then how come you had to cast magic missiles? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you guys are being attacked. Do I see that happening? No, you're outside by the tavern. Cool, I get drunk. <sighs> there, are, there are seven ogres surrounding you. How could they surround us? I had Morton Kitan's magical watchdog cast. No, you didn't. I'm getting drunk. Are there any girls there? I totally did. You asked me if I wanted any equipment before this adventure, and I said no. But I need material components for all my spells. So I cast Mordenkind's Faithful Watchdog. But you never actually cast it. Roll the dice to see if I'm getting drunk. (sighs) Yeah, you are. Are there any girls there? Yeah. I did, though. I completely said when you asked me. No, you didn't. You didn't actually say that you were casting the spell. So now there's ogres, okay? Ogres? Man, I got an ogre slaying knife. It's got a plus. There you have it. Give me the mouse. Proof positive. This is why you are on the board. Of the evil, sadistic game known as Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love that. I love that. Uh, I'm sure. I have have a feeling that's more true than we realize. I just want to take a bat to these people. Uh, (laughs) Highlander may like this. LiveJournal.com, 1975 things. Mr. Welch can no longer do it in an RPG. I have no idea who Mr. Welch is. But the quickening's not done, sir. Yeah, that's right. You continue. <laughs> the last question of the quickening. Question, what's the easiest way to get rich? It depends, really. 
If you're a Nigerian prince, just send some retards a couple emails and you're good to go. If you're a Southeast Asian or a third world immigrant, you're considered rich if you have at least $100 in your bank account. There are tons of ways to make money. The best is to get off your lazy white ass. White people, not black, because as we all know, black people get paid in Popeye's fried chicken. Oh, God, Christ. And they get a job. Wow. <laughs> wow. Getting a job. Now we definitely know it's not about black people. Oh, man. I, you know what? I should have read ahead. I knew. As soon as they said Nigerian Prince, like, all right, here comes a bunch of black jokes. I knew it. I know, I know. I know, I know. You, you don't want to leave your mom's basement because it's going to cut into that really important World of Warcraft time. But look at it this way. Look at all the things that you can actually do with money. You can buy a slave. You can buy that sex donkey that caught your eye on eBay. <laughs> you can enjoy the finer things in well, life, like, of ass. like hookers and blow. You can buy a gun to end your miserable, soul-crushing life with. You can buy your girlfriend a diamond, since all women are materialistic harpies. And let's be honest, you're going to need one to get a blowjob anyway. <laughs> And, hey, if you get enough money, you'll get admitted to the club as an official Jew. Just watch out for those ovens. And so ends this week's quickening. As always, if you have a question that you're just dying for me to answer, please email me at Highlander1G at gmail.com. I disavow any knowledge of this. I don't like to point out that the quickening does not represent the opinions of those of the court, myself, or of ETWProductions.com. <laughs> uh, okay. It's okay, I'm taking it back. <laughs> I'm not even about to go that far and say that. No, no, no. RC got to see that. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Well, we started late. We started at 6.30. It's now 10 o'clock on the Eastern Seaboard. Good Lord. Uh, so three and a half hour show. Yeah, and I got to work tomorrow, and it's eh, it's gonna drag. It sucks. Yeah, you sound tired. You sound well. Uh, you know bad. what? And uh, I think I did a good job hiding it. Uh, I don't think anything anybody figured it out. I was I was in bad shape today. Mm-hmm. I was pretty roughed up. So well, then let's just go ahead and start this. Let's. Uh... Well, we're yeah. I mean, we might as well. But uh, any uh, we'll do it in the post game. So uh, other one. Yeah, that works. All right, whatever. Oh, shit, we're in the queue. Hang on. All right. So, Highlander, what did we learn today? What did we learn today? Uh, well, we learned how to get rich. We learned about Dungeons & Dragons. We learned that some Chinese guy is trying to make a flying contraption out yeah. of eight of his motorcycle engines. We learned ten of the most badass things ever spoken in the history of war. You know, of course, if that guy ever figures out how to get that thing flying, I can tell somebody who owns a motorcycle they can turn it into a flying machine. There you go. That's a better alternative, I suppose. Um... What, what else, else we, we learned? Uh, MMO subscriptions are falling. Yes, because things are coming for free, which is, I, I'm and not they're surprised. microtransactions. I'm not either. Not surprised. Uh, what else did you talk shit. about? I learned that guy got slapped with a $675,000 fine yes. for downloading songs. Yes. God. Uh, we learned that apparently some gamers can't differentiate between reality and fantasy. According to Although one apparently paper. apparently some scientists can't either. Right. <laughs> nice. Let's see. Uh, I learned that Varyar stiffed us again and didn't show up for a show because he had something going on. Whatever. Like work. Whatever. You're not doing anything important, Varyar. You can get your ass here. What else? What else did we learn? We did a lot of stuff today, so we had to learn a something. We did, yeah. I don't see it's almost like a running gag every week. It is. We always talk about. I know. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I tell myself this every week. I'm gonna come down here. I'm gonna have a piece of paper next to me with a pencil. And you never do it. And write down what we learned. 
Obviously, because we didn't learn it. It's kind of, but more importantly, so we can actually say what we talked about on the show. It's funny how fast. Actually, look at the timer: three hours and forty-three minutes. It's amazing to me how fast that time flies. Yeah, time it really, really flew does. by. I learned that if you want to join the Iron Friends list, don't say that you're a Pittsburgh fan, and have some information on your Facebook. Yes, uh, don't make yourself marked for private. Uh, what else did we learn? Hang on. Enters games on audiobook. Uh, the other day from Audible. Not it's fucking epic. You've never read it? You know what? That's one thing I used to do. Is I used to give out, and, and this was this was a mark of how close a friend was to me. Uh-huh. Is I would give them a copy of Ender's Game. In fact, I gave one to uh, Mr. Pam. I gave one to you. You gave you one had, to me. Because yeah. um, it used to be that I would lend the book out, but they never returned because it's such a phenomenal book. And it uh-huh. got to the be like, you know what? If I ever give you an Ender, a book, a copy of Ender's Game. Uh-huh. It means, obviously, I, I think very highly of you because not everybody's going to get it and understand exactly why it's significant. Right. When you talk to anybody on the same kind of intellectual level, everybody's read the book. It's not required reading at my high school, from my understanding. Is it really? Yeah, it has been for a few years. It's not a bad book. It's a great book. So I must have I must have gone through, I don't know, six or seven copies of that freaking book. Um, I know we're missing stuff, Islander. What else did we learn today? <sighs> what else did we talk about? Well, this, the one we started off oh, with. Oh, oh, oh. We, we talked about uh, five... Uh, five Cinematography things yes, that uh, video games need to do, right? In order to not suck as much. And I was at the point that I it didn't seem like that big a deal to me. I didn't care. So, all right. Well, I want to thank everybody for turning out tonight, folks. This is a hell of an IRC crowd. Very live, very active, very into it. Consider we had to move nights. It's a Monday night, which we very rarely do. I hate doing weekdays for obvious reasons. Um, I, we're trying to do it next Sunday again. Again, it depends on Highlanders yeah. and by our schedule. So I want to thank everybody for tuning for uh, tuning in and for showing up, folks. If it wasn't for you, we would not be doing this. I want to thank our IRC bitch and show contributor, none left, for running and keeping IRC in check. So the IRC rats didn't run out of control. I want to thank No Wise for posting our podcast once I get it edited and up. We did not set a date for the great debate because we got to talk to Varyar. The great right. debate outside of the Emperor's Court. We're going to step into our nerd shoes. Yes. And we're going to debate Napoleon Bonaparte versus Robert, Robert E. Lee. E. Lee. Since Deadliest Warrior can't seem to get their shit together, we're going to do it. That's right. Looking forward to that. Uh, it should be interesting. I think I'm going to clean your clock. I, I think you will, too. But I don't... I, you're starting with a disadvantage now that you mentioned it. I've, I've thought long and hard about it. I think you're right. Yes. So that's all right. We'll, we'll make it up on the back end. We'll get. We'll get, uh, We'll switch the role somehow. we we'll do another debate. Um, uh, oh, our project. My secret, my super secret project. Yes. My editing program um, is not behaving well, so I need to get I need to figure out how to how to reinstall it. I've actually got to call into the company. More importantly, I counted it up. We need about fifteen speaking parts. Wow. Fifteen voice actors. And that's if I cut some out. Fuck, I don't even think I know fifteen people. No. So we got a problem. You sure we can't uh, try and pretend to be voice actors? If and we like, rewrite the whole, like this, Bob, 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 if we rewrite whole parts of it uh-huh. and take out chunks of it, some of the smaller speaking parts, speaking parts, we might be able to pull it off. Okay. The question is, can we do it? Get it done before you know D Day, right? Which is what a little over a month away. Give or take. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't know. And I've always wanted to do it. It's like one of my like radio dreams. Like right. you know. Balls to the walls, let's just do it. So, I don't know. I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Audio Audible Books. Check them out. Apparently, Ender's Game is now up for download. Fantastic. I mentioned the show, you get one free. Can't hurt. Let's see. Check out all the other shows on btwproductions.com. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Just joking. 
Casually Hardcore, yeah. the, uh, the Show X, the, TA for 20, the other one, but that one with the guy, talks, the microphone, <laughs> the one about the music. Just check the website. You can see all the guys in the station. Well, shout out to Clan Imperial Guard, our home team, Clan1G.net, go, home of the guard. Go guard. If you want to join the division, talk to the Archbishop Shregs or Bevo. Uh, they are on Coilfang in the U.S. server. No, you will not be playing with me, but you'll be playing with the rest of the guys in the show. The Call to the Emperor and all of the uh, super fans are over there on Coilfang, beating ass and taking names on a nightly basis. Join order. us. All right, I think that wraps it up. Highlander, am I forgetting anything? Join us on Facebook and on Twitter, Emperor's Court for both. Indeed. I think that's it. Uh, let me see. I, I got to queue up a song here to take us out. Oh, we used to leave on this one song, and now that it is uh, football season again, I should bring it up. The problem is I'm not seeing it. Damn it! I thought I handed it to the McCoys, but I don't see it now. Son of a bitch. There it is. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that's what we used to end it on, but now that we're back into the season, I suppose it's it's... Usable. So, unfortunately, considering they already lost, uh, everything's probably right. Thrown out. Yeah. Of course, they're, they're they won this past weekend. They're ineligible for a bowl anyway. Right. Though, right? Yeah. So, sucks to be a Buckeye fan, I suppose. All, All right. right. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you this coming weekend. Hopefully, on a Sunday. Hope. Bad manners are better than no manners at all. Stay classy, internet. So long, everybody. Wonderful. Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! boo! One run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on here. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Thank you.